I am already fucking this up, so we're gonna start this over. <laughs> Two Spelunkers, a game or ex- exploration podcast where we break games down into bite-sized chunks and talk about them in exhaustive detail with you, the community. I will be your host for this exploration on Capcom's Okami, but I am not alone. I am joined by four trusty co-hosts, starting with Chris. Which one? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I ended with Chris. <laughs> I just I went was, from left to right on my screen. So I was just stricken with fear when you said that, and I realized you're actually hosting. Like, oh no! For the video version, the green shirt, Chris. Hello, I'm here. Uh, the red shirted Ryan. Good evening, everybody. The or day, shirt... whenever you listen to this. Can Can I finish? Sure, I guess. The blue shirted Tom. Drink beer. And special guest, you heard his voice, Chris from the Hello High Rule podcast. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. I'm very excited to talk about this game. Less excited now that we got that intro over, though, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of the excitement was for the intro. Yeah, now that that's over, anything's fine. We got through that. The rest of it is going to be okay, I think. Easy peasy. Um, so let's kick it off with... Um, any initial thoughts that we had going into the game? Does anybody have any previous history with Okami? Um, did you know anything about the game prior to um, Chris? Uh, I had played like maybe the first hour or so, which we'll talk about it. But the first hour or so of this game is not great. So I fell off like immediately and uh, I have not gone back to it since. But I've always wanted to because people talk a big game about this being like the best Zelda game that does not have Zelda in the title. Uh, and I'm glad I did because I'm having a much better time with this like initial chunk, at least cool. after getting past the intro, the intro. Not good. It is not. Ryan. Uh, about the same. I, I have had this on my gaming backlog for quite some time from hearing about it. It's hearing everyone sing its praises for many years. Uh, I played about an hour of it on a plane ride on my switch. And I was like, boy, this is not great. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I, but but now that we've gotten to sink our teeth in a little bit more, we're what eight to ten hours in roughly. Uh, I'm enjoying my time quite a bit. Tom, it was a video game. I knew that man yep. had a uh, crazy art style that on paper I knew I dug, but starting this game, I thought I was gonna have a stroke. <laughs> so that bad huh oh no it's just like you know how it starts and like the paintbrush things start getting all like super like wiggly yeah you can change I mean, the, the filter on it too to... oh can you because yeah. i imagine like playing it like on wii or what was it ps was it ps2 ps2, it on? PS2. yeah most people wouldn't have upgraded to hd tvs at that point mm. so i imagine it wouldn't have been as uh jarring as it was to me but 
um, after I got past it and I adjusted and didn't have a stroke or smell like burning toast, um, <laughs> I, I dig the art style. Cool. All right, Chris. Other Chris? Yeah. New Chris? <laughs> like, like Chris and Ryan, I played probably an hour of this on the Wii, and it didn't really leave much of an impression, and I put it down. Um, and it's been on like my list of things to go back to, especially like starting a Zelda podcast. It kind of felt like I should play the big non-Zelda Zelda game. And kind of when you guys said you were doing this, I booted it back up and I have been absolutely in love with the game this time. I have like some criticisms that kind of bookend this chunk of the game. Like the very beginning, I think is a bit rough uh, and they throw a lot of info and it's very slow. And there's some stuff at the end too that's eh. But I think everything in between, I've been over the moon about. The art style I love, the music is amazing, the combat, it's a bit simple, but like there's hints of like Bayonetta in it, which is so cool. Um, and just the exploration, it's all just, it, it feels like um, right place, right time for me right now. It's very good. Perfect. Glad to have you on for this then. Yeah. Um, as for myself, I haven't really done much as far as look, looking into this game prior to. It's always been one that, you know, like Chris had said, it's, it's always talked about. It's, you always hear something about this game in some fashion. Like you can't be involved in the gaming space without hearing about this game in some way. Um, I've had it on my wish list on the Nintendo eShop for, for since ever I had a Switch, if that makes sense. That, that's English, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's not <laughs> French. It's correct. It's not. Uh, but I could never pull the trigger on it. So it's it's nice to finally just be like, okay, let's 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 see what this thing's all about. Um, so, but we'll get what is, into So that what is later. everybody playing on? You're playing on Switch then? I'm playing on Switch. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm also playing on Switch. I too am playing on Switch. It looks so good for like a 2006 game on Switch. Like this could be released today as like a modern game. And I feel like it would, it would, no one would bat an eye, right? Like, mm. uh, there's some that? gameplay things that I think people would well, bat an eye at, but uh, sure. But like yeah. visually, I oh, yeah, like... visually, yeah, it's, it's stunning. It, yeah. It, yeah. It, like... The art style is incredible. That's, I, we should probably talk about that at the top because that's one of the things that it's very well known for. And there's not a lot of games out there today that have ever replicated anything that this game has done as far as art. So, I mean, what do you guys think about the art style? It, I mean, it's amazing. It's, I mean, like Wind Waker, you know, Wind Waker still holds up and looks great. Twilight Princess, I love that game, but it does not look great anymore because it doesn't, didn't really go for, an, it has a bit of an art style, but it went pretty heavy on realism. Uh, whereas Wind Waker, you know, still looks great. And this still looks great. I will say if you look up video footage of like the PS2 version, it's, it's been improved with the HD remasters for sure, which, and I am playing on, ps5 the ps4 version but i don't it probably looks exactly the same as the switch version i would imagine yeah it looks very good there's definitely something to be said about older games not going for a realistic art style and being able to maintain a level of sheen to the artistic vision uh from the original development and ah, man it is i could sit at any moment just pause the game and be like this is just damn pretty <laughs> yeah and you For get sure. to make it prettier. Like your combat aside, your influence on the land in the in the broad sense is is so much fun. It's so much fun to see a dead tree and just draw a circle on it, and now it's beautiful. Yeah, that's something I definitely want to get into more once we talk about that ability and how yeah. that mm -hmm. changes the gameplay a little bit. Because that was one of the things that I really noticed, especially with the art style, is 
you know, making the world your own in a sense, because technically, you know, the world that you have by the end of the game could look a little bit different than the world that I had at the end of the game, just mm -hmm. based off of the and things that you do within the environment. And I think that's interesting. It's so. super cool. I have one quick fun tidbit about this. So this game was always going to be about like its focus on nature and like your character's relationship with nature. This actually, they actually started with a realistic concept. So there's like, I, I have a screenshot. I'm not sure. Can I share my Discord screen with you guys really quick and show you? That, uh, it, it'll that mess with the feed. Just pop it in okay. a, like our channel. But it, it, it almost looks like Metal Gear Solid 3 graphics. And Ugh. they decided early on to go with like the colorful style to allow them to better convey the character's association mm. with nature and the task of restoring it. Exactly like those those small moments that Ryan mentioned, like of the the little things you do to restore. Um, it just all came through better with the the watercolor art style. I think they call it Sumi Sumi art, uh, Sumi style. I don't know. I might yeah, because it's the that. that's the um, like uh, Japanese paintbrush. Yeah. Or like calligraphy brush style. Uh, but like around this same era, I think there were there was a lot of other games going crazy with like arts. Like, isn't this when Mad World kind of came out too? Oh, wasn't yeah. that like that black and white? Um, I, I think there's a couple years of separation there. Okay, but but like this is because that came out on the Wii, so it's the same kind of like. Yeah era of like we're gonna go experimental on these weird art styles and then not only in maybe the art style but some of the stuff that we get into later that you can do with the paintbrush i got very um afro samurai i don't know that anybody played that yep. game but you know what i'm talking about with the slashing yep so i feel like there was like that time a lot of the different companies were trying different things as far as the art style. Maybe it's just because of how the, how far you could push the graphics at that point, they were just kind of going outside the box. I mean, it worked for them. I, I mean, I dug it after I, you know, my eyes started, stopped freaking out. <laughs> uh, Chris, Chris mentioned, or Chris or Ryan mentioned wind waker and wind waker was 2002, I think. So it's very possible that they saw that and they were just like, I mean, this game is so heavily inspired by Zelda. Mm. It's very possible that they were like, yeah, that's the ticket. Well, cause you this know? came out, this is what? 2006, 2007 in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I think Afro Samurai is like 2007, 2008. So it's right around that same area. So obviously yeah, Mad World is also that. within that time frame. I think yeah. Mad World is 2008, yeah. 2009. It right. was 2009. I, I happened to Google it because I was curious. <laughs> <laughs> that concept art uh, that you put in the Okami comments channel, Chris. Wow. That right? is wildly different. Yeah. And thank God they changed it because what we <clears throat> what we got is like timeless, I think. Mm -hmm. or I mean, what we got with the HD remaster, with the HD paint of code especially is quite timeless looking i think yeah for sure i, I also right. have some some notes really quick i know we probably want to dive right into the game i have some notes on some of the designers and creators like oh this no game let's get into it kind of has like an all-star a, a bit of an all-star cast working on it like you see right in the beginning you see hideki kamiya which like that that stuck out, stood out to me like that's bayonetta that's devil may cry that's resident evil 2 yeah in the combat you 100 percent feel that in the combat i mean yeah it's, for it's sure right there. and like a bit in the story too a little bit like the especially with like the isun character 
Um, but like uh, the composer, Masamai Ueda, did Resident Evil 3, did Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2, Devil May Cry 4, um, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil, and uh, Ikumi Nakamura, who Ghostwire Tokyo, everyone kind of fell in love oh, with her, yeah. her presentation. Okay. Yes. She, she was an artist on this. Really? This is this is very early and in her career. She kind of fell out of the game industry after that whole E3 presentation, right? Like she left. She's doing her own thing now. Yeah, yeah she, she left, left the company Capcom. and then she had a baby and then she mm-hmm. said she was doing her own thing and then it's kind of been mum's the word after that. Yeah, I mean, she might be working on something. It might, if you go independent, it's going to take a take while. Take forever, probably. yeah. yeah. Especially like she, was, she did this, Marvel vs. Capcom, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, Street Fighter 4, Evil Within. So yep. like some some pretty cool names tied to this thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Real quick on her, she released a video maybe a month or two ago of her like basically touring spooky houses. She, so she's still working on something spooky probably. Yeah, because uh, she was really into the horror scene, right? Um, yeah. As far as like she was games. big in like Evil Within, Evil Within Two development. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Evil Within Two as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, and she she was very explicit that she was working with a small team and has no interest in like making a team crunch or anything. So it will be a while before we hear from her. Too bad. All right. Um, you guys ready to jump into this thing? Let's do it. Let's go. Okay, we're going to just breeze over this intro because it is really long and there is a lot of talking. And um, and yeah. by talking, we mean... Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about that because <laughs> that super sucks. Not, uh, biggest like apologist for Banjo-Kazooie and how the characters interact in that game. It's one of my favorite games of all time still hate the way they talk and i don't want to hear it in any other game so when that started i was like not off to a great start here for me (laughs) yeah yeah and the fact that they dump a lot of info a lot of names on you while doing that yeah it's it it really doesn't grab your attention the way this amount of information needs to i think this is like the biggest sin that the game has committed in the first third of the game so far is just it throws a lot at you. I rewatched the intro cutscene, having played the first third, and it's like, oh, this is all very clear and straightforward once you get to know the characters. Yeah. But for them to do that, the first thing you see in the game feels like a little bit of a misstep. Yeah, it was one of those things where as soon as like the intro was over, I saved the game and I shut it off because I was yeah. like, oh, well, that was an hour of my time, so <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, agreed. Um, um, but uh, we're going to hit the, the quick points. We open up on a uh, Kamiki village, which is, you know, you better get used to that because that's going to be our opening scene here. And uh, we are introduced to Orochi, who is a cave dwelling beast with eight heads. And he's kind of terrorizing this town. Um, so every once in a while, there is a ceremony where he basically picks somebody from the town and uh, they have to sacrifice that person to Orochi to keep him happy. So he doesn't destroy the town. Um, and then there is uh, this, wolf that shows up within the town eventually and nobody kind of understands what that wolf is or why the wolf is there but that is shira nui is that, is that mm-hmm. shira is that how we're saying that that's mm-hmm. that's how it's spelled yeah yeah shira nui and it's kind of the guardian of kamiki village and uh shira nui kind of teams up with a warrior of the village named nagi and nagi goes to fight orochi because the love of his life nami one piece shout out what's up um, gets sentenced to uh, sacrifice to Orochi to keep him happy for, so he doesn't destroy the town. And uh, this is Nagi, why you wanted to host Tyler. So you... Uh, you know, anytime I can shout out One Piece, I'll do it. Uh, so uh, Nagi wasn't too happy about uh, Nami, 
being sacrificed. So he goes to the, the moon cave, which is uh, the location that Orochi dwells, to fight Orochi. And him and Shiranui team up, and together they are able to kind of take down Orochi. And I got to turn a page here because I wrote these down physically with my hand. Well, I'm uh, glad you used your hand and not another appendage. Thank you, Tom, for that. What other appendage <laughs> would he have used, Tom? Toes. That's right. Yeah, toes. Okay. Anyways, they take him down and uh, they plunge this sword into him, basically, and everything is fine until a hundred years later, when some random idiot, who I think we all know who what idiot it was that awoken Orochi. Is it Tosano? Yeah. Thanks. We were gonna get to that. A <laughs> um, hundred years later, uh, some idiot frees Orochi from you know his slumber, and uh, then we're kind of off to the races, and we pick up. You know, we wake up right in the middle of the forest, and uh, instead of playing as uh, Shiranui, which really threw me for for a loop, we're playing as a Matarasu, which. Well- I think they are. This also threw me for a loop. I think they are the same thing. It's just I do think they are the same. thing. A lot of creatures, people you talk to, like they just see you as a regular wolf, which is what happened in Kamiki Village originally. Is they saw Amaterasu and named it Shiranui, but it was still Amaterasu, and they never really go out of their way to make that clear. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys are confused about this too, because I felt like such a dummy. (laughs) It goes back and forth. I think the from my understanding, rewatching this stuff right before. You're an ancestor. It's like a hundred years later. You're but aren't ancestor. you turned to stone and you're like a statue? You wake up as a statue. So well, I'm, yeah, and, I think they, I said they and, just built and a everybody statue calls you the mother of, you, of all things. Amaterasu is the mother of all things. So but there, I, so, just like it's very yeah, confusing. it's very confusing. There's also a parallel for every character in the intro story. There's a parallel in the game that you play, and the other characters are all ancestors. So. I, I don't know. Yeah, it could kind of go, or their ancestors. Who knows? But it, I, I, I think Amaterasu is also referred to once or twice as an ancestor by characters, but they might just not know. Um, Somebody call Capcom. Yeah. <laughs> I, something I kind of like about this intro, like rewatching it, is like once you know the characters that the parallels are within the real game, I think your introduction to those characters—they're all like very lazy and like aloof. So, like, you get these heroic sort of silhouettes in the story of these characters, and then, like, that's the legend, and then, like, the reality is eh, everyone's kind of a lazy goofball. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that as soon as Amaterasu wakes up, she just, like, lays down. She could not yeah. possibly care less about what everybody's saying and doing. I, there, there are so many fantastic character animations not just what they say but the the way that they act on screen that made me smile almost every time i met a new god from the constellation i smiled yes because yes. i was yes. just like this is fantastic watching a water snake not be able yep. to pop a cork off the bottle like <laughs> uh i have a note written down about one of them that's like they're making um i can't even think of it the rubbery kind of uh japanese Delicacy. Yeah, that food from Monster Hunter Rise. Mm-hmm. No, it's that not Bunny Dongo. It's something else. It's oh. um, I can't. I have it written down. Hold on, You're making me jump ahead of my notes. Damn it! It's, <laughs> yeah. While he's looking for that, I'm so glad you mentioned it because the animations in the game are the funniest part of the game, and they're so good. They're like, fantastic. They're really, really funny. The same thing I, I have noted down. The 13 spirits are some of the funniest moments, but also Ami reacting to different NPCs is like mm-hmm. classic stuff. Yeah, yawn, lay down, keep talking, whatever. 
Right. Or he's like the way while you guys talk. He'll just paw Eason sometimes to like get her to get it to shut up. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna find this. This is deep in my notes and I don't want to search it. <laughs> it's a deep cut. It is. It's called we'll Mochi, by the way. It came to memory. There it is. It's there Mochi. <gasps> oh Mochi. Also, Mochi. you mentioned you mentioned Kamiki Village, and like I will never not accidentally call this Kokiri. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, village. it's just like this is it's the first big village in in this Zelda game. It's I don't know. I'm I'm going to make that mistake uh, on this podcast. So. <laughs> no worries. Okay, so we uh, wake up as uh, Maturasu, maybe Shiranui. We don't know, and we immediately run into uh this lady and i don't have her name written down for no reason at all because i'm bad at my job and uh, <laughs> we run into this lady and i wish i had it written down and i feel really stupid well i, I didn't write it, it down um oh, is, it it down? is it sakuya thank you yeah, that's sakuya. it thank you i i have everything else written down and i don't have her name <laughs> <laughs> sakuya. I, ha- I have that written down because it says she laughs very strangely at one point mm, she does She's also and, uh, dressed rather scandally. Uh, not yeah, at first, right? It, it, it's like a different point where she like makes this weird just like angles. I think yeah. that's after he soon pops out. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's like you know a, the little the there's rope. an angle somewhere in here where like it looks like her butt is just like sticking out of the back of this. Like there's just a oh, hole where her. It butt doesn't is look like reason. there is absolutely a heart shaped cutout in her dress that just clearly Why? shows butt. Okay, Clearly. since we're talking about butts, you see Amaretsu's butthole. Like, I'm a little yeah, Yes, that's true, that. too. I also wrote that down. Like, well, they, they gave him a butthole. Gave her yeah. a butthole. Why just, is she yeah. laying on her really? back? Really? I never noticed that. Why yeah, when, like, uh, <laughs> it's in one of the four. She, like, flips over and is, like, laying on her back. <laughs> you're like, just, like, staring at that butthole or something? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they, they put it right in the flash. camera, man. It's a cutscene. Okay, whatever. It's fine. Wolf butthole. You do you. Okay. Anyways, she kind of gives you a rundown of like what's happening. Um, it's again, it's a lot of dialogue, and it's basically just dialogue that reiterates exactly what we just watched. So it's kind of irrelevant. But within this dialogue, we are introduced to Isun. Um, do, do we want to talk about uh, this chatty little guy right now, or we want, we want to save it till after? Sucks so hard. Yeah, Let's talk about uh, him right not now. Not great. Yeah, he's not great. I believe we uh, had a question about it, right? We did. Yeah. You want to uh, hold on? Let me pull that up. Hold on. Boop, boop. It's Rob. No, it wasn't Rob. Well, yes, it was Rob. It was Rob. Sorry. <laughs> it's like I'm pretty sure it was Shut Rob. Lovely and Dory Rob. said, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, it, it wasn't Dory. Um, anyways, uh, Rob, friend of the show from Draft Punk, says, "How do you feel about Isun? Better or worse than Navi or Fee?" Um, let's just we'll answer that question right now. We'll save the other one for later. So, how do you guys feel about Isun? Is he better or worse than Navi and Orphe? I think he's so much worse because he's such a terrible little perverted weirdo that I just don't want in my company at all. Uh, he makes me laugh, which is pretty good. Uh, I'm ready to take the hate mail <laughs> when I say I have not a lot of experience with Navi or Fee as my only Zelda games are Spirit Tracks and Breath of the Wild. Well, yeah. Y- not there's a fairy in spirit tracks, right? 
I played that game over a decade ago. I have no idea. I I played it recently. I should have the answer to that, but I do not. (laughs) I think I I played that recently. I think there is a fairy, but they're not as annoying. There usually is an equivalent. If it's Midna or Fi or you know who it is? It's Zelda. It's because Zelda is a ghost. So you don't have to worry, Ryan, because I too I don't know if anybody knows this, but I don't really care for Zelda games. Boo. So Bring it on. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like Isun is very—he's a very like anime character. Like you're gonna have that one character in animes that's just like, yeah, what the fuck is this guy doing? And he's just there all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't mind it. I mean, I don't, you know. Uh, but I will be very honest. At some point, I just started listening to music while playing the game because didn't matter listening to it because they were just making weird noises sure and i mean the music was fine but after you're doing like the same places it's like okay well i'll just put on my own stuff and play um but yeah i didn't mind isn i mean but i literally played like what legend of the zelda 2 is that the that's s- the weird one side that's not the i played good that one to play. i played like, ocarina no of time any others okay, he played okay, two okay. and was like I'm good. and i played breath of the wild <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. You played some good ones. Uh, so yeah, I, I but feel Navi's like... only in Ocarina of Time, right? Exactly. So I was like, I don't even remember that because fuck, I was eighteen when that came out. He was and, like the rest of you when that people came out. that are like he was forty five <laughs> when it came out. So I feel like Navi gets dunked on, but like in reality, Navi is not too bad. Like all things no. considered, Navi's pretty tame. Super it's just tame. people people remember the worst parts of Navi. Uh, Fi, yeah, Fi. On the other hand, I, and Rob can attest to this because Draft Punk's Rob is streaming um, Skyward yeah. Sword every Sunday on Draft Punk's Twitch channel. You should absolutely follow it. Uh, I'm there. Plug. I'm there. Yeah, I'm not even plugging my own stuff. I'm plugging Rob. <laughs> um, but I, I just love that. But um, t- uh, Fi in Skyward Sword is just incessant, like coming out, stopping the game. Every time you all. pick up a freaking rupee, telling you how much a, a rupee yeah. costs and what you can do with it, it's like we get it. We're we, good. And every time you turn the game off, it like resets it, so all that dialogue happens again. The next it's time the worst. It stinks. But I, my personal opinion of Isun, of Isun is, you get a bad first impression because like like comes out of this character's cleavage and it's all kind of weird and horny to me. Like that's the Hideki Kamiya. Like that's like the Bayonetta one stuff. Yeah. And like, it's like, okay, that's really like in your face. I feel like the game tones that stuff down after. I, yeah. Like, I definitely have seen it progress to where it's more him talking to you about, you know, what is going on and like actually taking it seriously versus, yeah. you know, him being like this, like little bug, asshole who is like objectifying women you know right i think Eason has kind of a similar arc aside from the horny stuff to uh tattle from majora's mask where it starts off kind of antagonistic but it becomes a a, a stronger friendship yeah, over like a companionship like right so i think it's a little bit more like that i personally don't hate Eason, but i do think that it's a vehicle for some of the the less good comedy in the game uh, but like we talked about earlier, I think the good stuff is like in the animations and the reactions. It's like yeah. Master Roshi; he's a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like throughout most of the game, just by nature of there not being attractive females all over the place, he is fine. But every time an attractive female pops up, he is a pervert about it. Like, yeah. No. He has not evolved in any way. He just is not always interacting with females. Yeah. It's. 
it's kind of lame. And it's like, again, like Bayon, going back to Bayonetta, because I played those games a couple of years ago, and it's like Bayonetta 1, it's like you have this, you know, Bayonetta is the character that she is, and honestly, a great character design, but there's this sort of male gaze that is also put on it, where it's like the camera's always in her chest or her butt or whatever. And then you get to Bayonetta 2, and like they completely don't do that stuff. And like then you realize. Yeah, it's very old school game design. Yeah. And I'm glad that at some point someone told him, like, hey, tone this stuff down a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it certainly wasn't in 2006 with Okami. No. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of love Isun personally. Uh, so right, good. See, I didn't mind him. I thought he yeah, was like, he's very is. he's very animated. Probably not gonna get a lot of uh good praise on that one, but uh I think his character is hilarious. I mean, I, I don't like how he objectifies women and how he interacts with women, but I, like the way he interacts with the Matarasu and uh kind of calls the Matarasu out on the bullshit, like when she's being lazy and how she needs to do stuff is hilarious to me and how he like says something to um we'll get to the kid later but says something to the kid about always crying <laughs> you know it's like why are you crying like why don't you get, just get this thing done yeah starts calling him yeah. cry baby yeah he called him cry. like i <laughs> like there was a couple times like he said something and i actually like legitimately laughed out loud and for writing from 2006 to make me laugh out loud here in 2021 i think it's a pretty good deal yeah i'm with you anyways so we talked to uh sakia and she kind of explains that you need to go into this tree and uh there's a lot of other dialogue, and it's whatever. So we go in there. <laughs> it's there's so much dialogue. It's there's definitely so dialogue. dialogue. So we're gonna. All, all you need to know is there's a curse. Yeah, and you need to and, do and something. She to... really goes in on this curse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so much, and you get the fact that there's a curse from the 25 minute opening cutscene that we just witnessed. So we're good. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we go into the tree, and uh, we're in the uh, River of Heavens area. Um, yeah, this is basically so... the tutorial. Go ahead. Real quick, I yep. I can't believe this is such 2006 shit. You have to go in and invert both of the cameras to have them not be inverted. Yep. Like the options calls it inverted when you uninvert both of those cameras. I it's kept hilarious. the cameras. I'm Thank playing inverted. Oh my god. Inverted on the x-axis? Yeah, I'm playing inverted. I almost kept it except I finally found on the fucking PS5 how to change it. You have to no, press okay. left on the, deep, on the touchpad to bring up that menu, yep. which I'm like, I hit everything. But it's like I was only hitting the apparently I was only hitting the right side of the touchpad, uh, not the left side. Thank you for bringing that up, actually, Chris. I had a harrowing twenty-minute experience trying to fix this. <laughs> as I I saved quit because I couldn't find the options while playing, so I quit the game, reloaded it, hit the options in the main menu, inverted the controls, saved, went into the game. They were still the wrong way. <clears throat> did that three times before I finally found the menu in game. And I have to, if you're on switch hit the minus button, by the way, yep. yeah. Uh, I had to go to Google to figure that out for some reason. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So I'm going to pause you there. So when you, when you guys start a game, do you not hit all the buttons to see what they do before you start playing? Yeah. I and do- I was like, I hate this fucking camera control. <laughs> what the hell is going on? I don't <laughs> hit like the menu buttons i'll hit all the I, face buttons i immediately keypad. go in check menus change settings like that's the number one i do that I at do. the start menu though not in-game menu oh i do I, it as soon as the game starts yeah i think i would have done it if i wasn't so beaten down by the hour-long intro that i just wanted <laughs> to like, keep going yeah i just realized right now that i've been playing inverted this whole time and i don't like playing games inverted so oh no unless it's like so, flight like obviously that's a different thing yeah sure sure See, I think the reason that the, the inversion didn't bother me is I played a lot 
a lot of Halo 2 when that came out online. You just flipped me off. No, I was fixing my glasses, <laughs> but but I'll go ahead and do that. Um, but I played a lot of Halo 2 inverted, and it's just second nature at this point. So yeah. it doesn't really bother me. I never notice it. Mm-hmm. And I, I like I totally get some people just have had their brain trained to do the Y axis inverted, but X axis inverted is just bizarre to me. Like I don't think anybody does that in modern games. Do no, <laughs> do they? No. Are people out there doing that? Right in. It's so weird. <laughs> While we're like on this tangent about the controls, there's a setting. <laughs> there's a setting in um in the menu for something called mini games. Did yeah, I had no idea this? what that was. Okay, so what that is, and I only learned this doing research uh like today if you turn that on the loading screens have a little push the push the button thing um and like you rapid you can like there's two different mini games there's one where you like rapid smash the button and one where you smash the button to a a certain cadence a certain beat Hmm. and you can get divine fangs and praise in the loading screens every loading screen i need to turn that shit on (laughs) For some reason, this defaults to off, which is Why? wild. And they also don't explain it anywhere. But Chris, so, I don't think we'd have enough time to play while it's loading. No, like, the loading doesn't take very so long. <laughs> it's a I monster. Mean, it's like half a second. But even so on when Switch, you turn, loading is super quick. When I you mean, turn these, the minigame thing on, it it uh, keeps the loading until you press uh, plus. Oh, oh, snap. So... But yeah, just something something to keep in mind. It was in the initial release of the game, and they took it out in like the PS3 remasters, and then brought it back in in like later remasters. So that's weird. Because yeah, is it Capcom that had the like, uh, was it trademark or whatever on that the patent on that for a really long time? The, somebody had the patent on like loading what, screen mini games for a long time, and nobody else could do it, and it was really mm-hmm. weird. But still, and this is what they were doing with it. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Anyways, back to the rivers of heaven, river of heavens, whatever. It's something like that. Heavens of rivers. Shut up. Lots of tutorial <laughs> going on here. Uh, we learn how to jump. Uh, I'm not a big fan of a Matarazzi's <laughs> jump. Not a jump. <laughs> no, it's like the jump is terrible. I don't like it. It's great when you're sprinting. Yeah, but like when you're standing still, it's very floaty and it just doesn't feel great. And then you have to do like the double jump where it's kind of weird where you kind of grab the wall. You kind of don't. I don't really understand what's going on there. Um I wish so, you didn't have to hit the jump button again to jump off the wall. I wish it was like a jump up. Yeah, you and, just like and jump, button, and jump and then but you have to actually it. jump to hit the wall. Yeah, it feels very awkward. I'm not a huge fan of the jump. Um, and then you learn how to, you know, tackle stuff and break pots, which is uh, useful to find items later on and open chests and stuff. I thought it'd be useful in combat, but it's not. So that's great. Um, well, and I mean, it's combat the same is completely button. different. Yeah, though. it's because they remap that same button too. Wait, I mean, technically, if you use up all your ink, you are doing like those charges and bites and claws and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of make your way through this area. You're inside of a tree. It does not look like the inside of a tree at all. And um, you kind of come to the edge of this cliff, and Isun teaches you how to finish off a constellation. And I think this is one of the first times where we use the paintbrush. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to draw. Well, you know, you could you make the <laughs> you make the um you got to do the water before that you got to finish the stream. Yeah, we get that after we get the no, water. Yeah, after. it's after we you get the constellation. Oh, you do was, a bridge yeah. before this, though. That's probably yeah, what Tom's thinking. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't Isun draw that bridge. Yes, I think I think Isun does something, and then like he's like, "Oh, let me do this next one," and then you do it, and he's like, yeah, "Oh, which who, is the did constellation. Oh, who did this?" Okay, mm. yeah, I think sure. if I remember right. 
That sounds right to me. That's what I got written down here. So I'm going to go with that. Right. Anyways, uh, so you talk to your first god, basically, which is Yomigami, which is this giant dragon. And um, it teaches you the rejuvenation technique, which is part of the thing that Isun is there for is he is a master painter. And so with the help of Isun, you get to acquire all these different painting techniques, which I think is really interesting and fun. I thought... Yeah. I think it's less the help of Isun and more Isun is like, I want to steal the 13 techniques you're going yeah, to learn. Yeah, he basically <laughs> wants you to learn it so that he can steal them all. But he's this a master is, painter. Come on. Yeah, this yes. is the equivalent of finding... These These 13 techniques are what I believe the equivalent of finding an item in a Zelda dungeon are for. Like, mm -hmm. these are all, like, pretty big moves that change your verb set and have you, like, wanting to go back and forth between places you've revisited and see if you can explore them in a new way yep. i think these are I, there, there are a lot of them in the first chunk that we play here and i think like most of them are pretty cool yeah i would there are some that are super fun to use um, yeah. and we'll get to them as we unlock them uh so we learn the rejuvenation technique and then we kind of make our way back to where we were before where there's like, this big expanse that we can't cross and so we have to fill in the river and I don't know about y'all, but it was kind of awkward for me, you know, using the switch. And I don't know how you guys are doing the paint. I'm using, I'm holding R and using the uh, the stick to yeah. hold down and draw. But you can also use the touchpad. Touchpad does work pretty well. Um, but just filling in the river itself felt kind of weird and awkward. I didn't really know how much I had to paint and then let go before it was are like. You, are you hitting Y or X? To what? To paint. I, I don't know. So R brings up the painting thing. Y draws like a thin line. X pushes the brush down and draws a thicker line. It sounds extremely complicated. I, I did not know PS5 that. Is just, <laughs> I think PS5 is you just hold R1 and hit square. Yeah, so yeah. triangle will draw a thicker line than square will. Mm -hmm. hmm. They what? never taught me that. That's good to know. They definitely Whoa. don't say that. Whoa. Yes, what? yes no, they do. That's true. Yep. That's bullshit. They told it's me. I call bullshit. Fuck you, we assume. I, <laughs> Why don't you tell me that? I never needed a thicker line, really. Even like just the square worked fine for filling. It's not the size; it's the motion in the ocean. Come on, hold on. The motion in the river of yeah, the river of heaven. He's playing the switch. Do it! Holy shit! This is great audio. This makes no sense. Hold on. You can't. Too much glare. You can't see it. Look, there's a line. You see that line? And then we come back. Look at this line. Yep, what is that's that? A bigger line. He is playing on Switch right now. <laughs> For the audio listeners, it's a bigger line. It's about twice as thick. That is... I never saw that. I, don't know, I learned about it today also, so don't feel bad. Okay, oh, so man. see, I'm calling bullshit. Yeah, but you didn't you. learn about it live while we were recording. <laughs> it's fine. We know we... we you like always to... learn something. Yeah, Chris, usually I'm it's gonna, you, but... I'm going to on a little backstage here. Uh, every time we do one of these... Somebody says some shit about a game that we have been playing that I have put many hours into that I had no idea that oh. was possible. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, no. saw, I saw my audio went out there for a second. I learned something every time that I had no idea was even possible. Every it's not time. always you. Ryan did it a few times. Yeah, it's happened to me. Once 90, in the Death Strand. 80% of definitely. the time, I would say it's me. Usually, yeah. yes, it's let's tell Tyler about something that he didn't know. Existed. And I don't get it. And then every time it's usually game changing and then I'm angry and then I never use it because I'm angry that I didn't use it in the beginning. And that's probably what's going to happen well, that's, here. That's, that's, that's probably not the best idea. 
Yeah, I'm bitter and I'm gonna not. I'm use not it. bitter about it because I don't think I, I. I mean, obviously, I haven't used it because I didn't know about it, so yeah. it can't be that game changing. Yeah. For what it's worth, I do think that the power, like when you have to use a power to fill in an area, I think that's some of the weaker stuff. Oh, it's bad. Like, like you can yeah. misjudge it often and fill in like three quarters of what you need to fill and in, then not take, and up. then it doesn't do anything, and you're like, okay, let me do it again. <laughs> yeah. And if you're using like the switch or whatever, it's like kind of slower than you want it to be and you can run out of ink which is just the worst case scenario yep don't even get me started on the fucking log ride that happens later oh, oh. oh i have <laughs> many a note on that we'll get oh boy <laughs> anyways so you fill in the river apparently with broad paint strokes and not thin lines <laughs> and to be fair i didn't know about it at this point i learned about it later yeah, yeah. well you learned about it at some point so <laughs> better than me we make our way across the river and we find the statue of Nagi and is complete. We have to complete the blade to uh, reveal another new constellation that unlocks another power this quickly. We just unlocked a power. Now we're going to unlock another one. Yeah. And um, just in general, it feels like we're unlocking powers really, really quickly. Like we already have half of them, maybe more than half seven out of 13. I think we have right or six. I think it's seven. I think we have and seven. The first yeah. Third? yeah. I think we yeah. have seven. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. But, um, I really like this. This is the kind of puzzle design that I really think is fun. It's just like, oh, hey, since you're able to paint on the screen, um, you know, draw this line and complete this thing for us. And I, I think that's really interesting and unique. This um, is one of the reasons that I think playing it on the Wii would have been a hell of a lot of fun. Could have played on the Switch. The little... it's, like a, it's like a better Wii. Yeah, you can use the Joy-Cons on the Switch and motion controls. I hate the Switch. I'm not even getting into it. You already know that I don't like playing games on the Switch. Can we stop this recording and just not let him go on? We don't, need I don't hate the Switch. I just, it not, it's not my favorite. Fair. <sighs> Anyways. Even though I have one. I have one. We get it. We get it. Four. All right, we got it. You don't like the Switch. You don't like fun things. We got it. <laughs> um, so we unlock the Power Slash and... The power slash is super fun because you get to use it in like the regular environments and then use it in combat as well. And, um, you know, it's one of the things that I think is one of the best pieces of equipment in your arsenal as far as like combat and uh, just the the world design and how you're able to use it. I think it's mm-hmm. super unique and interesting. And I love so, it. Yeah, this it's is what so made me think of Afro Samurai because I played Afro Samurai. And in Afro Samurai, you can stop on the ground and pop the guys in the air, and then you can choose how to slice them, which is very similar to this, mm-hmm. which in Afro Samurai is cool because you can, like, chop limbs off. Also, That's Metal Gear Revengeance. Uh, Revengeance. Sure. Rising. Is that Rising. what it is? Rising, Rising Revengeance. Yeah. Metal Gear Rising. I'm not a big Metal Gear guy either. So. Uh, great game. You should play that. Super fun. That's about the yeah, only Metal Gear I've played. No. Yeah. <laughs> I read it on my list. There we go. <laughs> yeah, Duly this noted. like... This felt like a very Wii. I mean, this game came out before, I think, the Wii. Yeah, right? it's, it's like a PS2 game. game. But it's a PS2, feels... but then a year later, I think it was on the Wii. Right. And this feels custom made for that. I mean, other tons of other games are doing exactly this sort of thing. Mm. But, but Power Slash is the most useful thing, probably, that you learn. Maybe not the most fun one, but the most useful thing you learn. Like you were saying, you can use it in combat. I, I mean, it, it's great in combat. Uh, it's, you... it, it's like. Oh, you can finish a guy off in like a third of the time if you use it. Yeah, and you cut them right in half. I mean, it's like it's colorful. It's it's essential for combat. Like you need it for some enemies that you know start to block and stuff like that. So, and we'll get to those enemy types later. Yeah, like those dogs that we'll talk about later. Yeah, and also, and also in the environment, they'll sometimes just like line up a bunch of pots. Oh, I love it. 
And you I just love flash that. right through them. Yeah. It's so good. So sad. Or like the statues. You have a bunch of statues sitting around. Exactly. And you just, it's so satisfying. I love it. Or pedestrians. Can we? Can, I, can I never thought to power <laughs> slot. I never thought to power slash the pots. Oh, yes. <laughs> he, oh, see, I told go. you. Yes. Look There's at, his moment. Yes. You've got to power slash those pots. Yeah. Oh, I've been pot. tackling every single one. That's <laughs> awful. What a waste. Of Speaking of that, like the tackling is so weird. Like if you don't hit it, like at the right distance, you either no, don't make no it good. or you like to slide past it. Don't worry, Ryan. I'm power slashing with a very thin line. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a broad stroke. It's a very thin line every time. It's precision uh, that way, Tyler. Precision. I constantly <laughs> like, in combat power slash the wrong way. For like my brain, like oh my cursor's already here. Let me just draw an upline. But no, power wow. slash has to come horizontally, mm-hmm. yeah. or or you know somewhat horizontally. You're allowed some angling, but yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so the number of times I've drawn a line, let go of, draw, redraw, draw. Sh- <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we get the power slash, and we can finally cut some stuff in half and continue on the path. And uh, we continue on the path to encounter our very first enemy. And we get our very first battle sequence right here. Um, what do you so think these guys to... are called? They're imps. You can open up the bestiary yeah. and get all the information. In I was calling them baboons demon, for yeah, hours. Demon monkeys. <laughs> well, they are. Those fucking demon yeah. monkeys. I, I mean, yeah. the imps, I think, technically are demon eventually. monkeys. Mm-hmm. But um, what do you guys think about combat? Simple like but it. effective. I, I'm glad that it's not... I, I'm glad that it's random, but it's random to your choosing. Um, and I'm glad yeah. that it's arenaed. Like, they're just that you don't like that. That it's a little area because I think like if it starts going fucking wild, like all over in the open, like your slashing with the paintbrush is not going to be. Well, you very can change effective. the angle of the camera when you have the paint thing open. Of the dangle. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. I I learned that during the boss fight at the end of the first dungeon. I didn't know that for a long time, and I had a big epiphany moment when I realized that's a freeform camera. Same exact point. I finally figured that out because it was really hard to do it otherwise. At first, I figured that was just because of that boss. How you can spin it like that? Right. But I mean, even still, it's like. "Eh." But um, Uh, I don't like the combat. I don't like uh, I don't like being in like a tiny little arena. Um, I feel like the camera super sucks in the arena, and I I, I think the combat is boring. So it's too uh, it's too plain, you know. What it's just weapons like a, are measure. what weapons are you guys using? Uh, now yeah. I'm using the fucking. Uh, I learned the rosary beads from the master uh, that quick technique, and after I got that, I was like, "Fuck that! I'm not using anything else. Like this mm-hmm. is so OP." Mm-hmm. Yeah, those rosary, rosary beads, beads are the way to go. I don't yeah. even know. I tried the they're non-upgraded so rosary beads, and I was like, eh. And then I tried the upgraded ones, and I'm like, oh. <gasps> do you even have anything equipped as your sub weapon? Yes, I do. Would you like me? I can. I got my switch here. I, I mean, I I, <laughs> I have something equipped as my sub weapon. Switch every second you're not talking on the podcast right now. Maybe. We might as well be playing. We might as well be having the Death Stranding with Jay. Okay. I am using the Snarling Beast like and Jay. Infinity Judge. That's what I'm well, using. those are names that I didn't write down, so I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. No. But I, I, got the, I got the Infinity Judge, and I was like, "I these rosary beads, I'm not going to put these away. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, once I, you learn that technique from the master, it's like, wow. Uh, basically, um, from what I've noticed, is everything that's on the top line is the equipment that is put onto Amaterasu's back, and everything else is technically what should be the sub-weapon. 
Um, so the way I have it is I should not have both of the what I have equipped as second and first. But man, you play well, the way you want to play. That's yeah. what I'm talking about, Tom. You, you can make the rosary beads your main weapon. Like the top line is not necessarily your main weapon. Like no, but what like I'm saying is the top line is those are similar. Um, They're similar to each other, top. at least so far. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, using... I didn't put rosary beads on until I learned that technique. If you put them on before that, it's kind of like, mm. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't used. I learned that technique. I have not put them back on since learning that technique. But I do like having them as my secondary because it feels very. Devil May Cry or Bayonetta in terms of keeping your combo alive. Like you hit a guy a bunch and then you get a bunch of bullet shots to keep your combo alive before you run yeah. over there. Yeah, I'm and getting we, much higher combos with that. Uh, like oh, yeah. I mean, you can just get like a 50 combo with one hit. So. I've gotten about 70 something. <laughs> so is it is it just that, just to be clear for anyone listening, is it the primary weapon is your primary X attack and then second sub weapon is going to be, I think it's the Y button on Switch. It's your uh, second. I think it's the opposite. Yes. Reverse that. Right. FYI, uh, I have never used my sub yeah. weapon. I actually used it at the end of this playthrough, and I'm like, "Why the fuck am I shooting a shield out?" I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. I love <laughs> that shield. That thing has saved my butt so many times." It's, yeah, it's super useful oh. to block. Well, speaking of difficulty in the combat, you've had problems with the difficulty of the combat? No, no, no. Well, how has so it saved your butt? Just you know, it feels like it's saving my butt. I've I, I've ended the only times I ended. Hey, fuck you, Tom. He likes it, okay? Not full. Well, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just wondering, like combat wise, yeah, like no, I have not found anything like it's, hard about this game. The so only hard. times I've left combat without like maybe one tick away from my full health was uh, is it Waka, the the gentleman you fight with the two swords? My yeah, he's favorite. a real piece of shit. Yeah. The first time you fight him, <laughs> we'll get to him later. I got, but I, I mean, that's him. what I'm saying. Like it's. I haven't found a real difficult mm-hmm. part of the game yet. Maybe you no, need to turn the difficulty not, up. Yeah, well, it's not hard. I mean, it's, it's like, like hard I, I, I think I'm playing. Uh, can you go above hard? I think that's what I. I'm just you died on the log, up. Tom. You died on the log. Hardest part of the game. Yeah, I did yeah, that in my that, first shot. That's because that's <laughs> bullshit, is because that's what that is. <laughs> no, I did that first shot, man. It was no problem. No, it's that part sucks, and we're going to talk about but that. But you're dying later. in combat? Why? We haven't even made it out of the river of heaven. I haven't died in combat. <laughs> while, while, we've, uh, while we've stopped everything, we're not even to talk fucking about 45 combat. minutes in the game yet. Should we talk about Godhood really quick? Just because we, yes. we we are talking about combat. They so don't explain that for so long. Yeah. 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 So it is a factor in the game. So I think it's like basically your combo as far as like yep. as long as you go without getting hit, yes. you build up something called Godhood, which is a symbol in the bottom left of the screen. And yes. essentially it's like a shield that yep. you get, I believe. That's... A free, yeah, it's a free pass on taking damage. Uh, and uh, right. it builds That's up over time. It, it adds into each encounter. So it builds up throughout each encounter. It does. It's not just like one encounter specific. Um, yeah. And but they don't tell you about it until well. damn near the end of the section that we are about to talk about. Like this entire section that we played through, they don't tell you until like right. near the end of it. Right. I feel like I still missed that explanation because I wasn't exactly sure what Godhood was until Chris just Me neither. And I've like... <laughs> Most other games, I don't I haven't used like any of the items yet, I, and I know that I have several items that say increase your godhood. And I was like, yeah, I don't even know what the fuck that is. I think I they to... give you it in a in like a tome or something that you have to yeah. actively read. I don't think they tell yeah. you it without you. Oh yeah, see it. a lot of those things that you find. It's like, oh, this will give you good information, and it's a scroll. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because um, I actually think the reading the menus and the lore is the best part of this game so far. So. I mean, 
Tom, you just said that you don't really read any of it. I mean, have you guys been checking out the bestiaries or any of like the notes or anything about the game? I mean, have you been checking into that stuff? Because I think it's amazing. I love it. Yeah, I don't know that I've read every single entry, but I have definitely been reading them, which is how I knew they were imps. I was just literally calling them baboons beforehand. You know, I, I definitely I, maybe that's where I read about the brush technique. Uh, I, um, yeah, I, I've been reading them for sure. Yeah, I've been reading about the techniques and the moves, but less so about like the items and the lore stuff. Um, I have spent a lot of time in that stray beads menu making sure I go back and try to get as many of those. Yeah. For some reason, I want to get all of them uh, this playthrough. Yeah. Um, I have, I don't think I have many stray beads at all, maybe five or six. So I don't know how many that we're supposed to have by the end of this session, but... 20-something. Or, no, maybe 30-something? By yeah. the end, maybe I got upper teens. But I didn't. Yeah. I haven't gone I like, I that far out like, looking for them. Like mm -hmm. I was kind of just playing, you know, if I go over here and I started looking through that stuff. And I mean, I know there's a bunch like when you get the IV ability um, with the flowers, I know there's a shit ton in that little like, swamp area that I didn't yeah. definitely did not even try and climb those. I just continued on. All right. Yeah, I got like maybe 10 of them. I have not been looking super hard. I, they say something about like you get a some super special reward for getting all of them. So it, it gets rid of the wolf butthole. Like yeah, just, <laughs> or it puts like one of those little beads that you can buy for a cat, and then you hang on the tail. It covers her butthole, so you don't look at it. This is yeah. This is the Korok <laughs> seed for for, for, for Breath of the Wild fans. This is like the you find you go out and you find like a hundred Korok seeds, and you get like a poop hat in Breath of yes, the Wild. Yes, that's true. I can't right. believe that was a thing. That was so silly. Yeah. Uh, so but I think that I think that I don't know what you get, but I think it's actually valuable in this game. Uh, so Chris, our Chris, did you say that you were reading the menus? Because I, I don't think I heard your response on that. Uh, yeah, I'm reading the like, whenever I get a new scroll, I open up the menu and read the tutorial because there's a lot of things that are not tutorialized up front. Despite this game having a very long and very handholdy intro that over explains things, it doesn't explain a lot of basic mechanics until you grab those scrolls and read them yourself. So then Ryan did not learn about this, his little thick paintbrush from this because you didn't know about it and he didn't know about it and you both said you were reading scrolls all right then i look then the game told me ryan's a liar well, i don't I remember are you, well, there are are you sure scrolls. you didn't just push the button and you're like oh I def definitely not i definitely didn't just push the button the, the, the he just game... thought because he's he's that much bigger of a well, person that's, that's like, oh is, man it's so wide it's like if you open up that menu there's like Logbook, travel guide, bestiary, animal tomes, fish tomes, treasure tomes, stray beads. I mean, there's a so ridiculous much. amount of stuff within there that you can read. I haven't been reading all of it, all of it, but like the the stuff that involves like lore, like enemy designs and all that jazz, like that's what I've been reading. I the see, I love the sorry to like go on another tangent, but like this game is just like chill vibes. It's just like Everything about it, like they establish the stakes at the very beginning. Everywhere is cursed. You have to get yeah. rid of this curse, right? So it feels like it's at its peak as far as the stakes in the very beginning. And everything since then is kind of like do it at your pace, take everything in, explore nature, make this area better. Like, I don't know. I think all of that contributes to like just this general, enjoyable, not stressful gameplay experience. Yeah. Yeah, it is. 
It's right. maybe chiller than the lake demo, which is just you delivering mail. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't see Chris stream the lake demo then, where he got into a car and tried to hit every civilian. I tried on the to main go GTA road. on that so hard. It didn't work. <laughs> I guess they I just like make you, the character just automatically slams the brakes. It seems like there's a trend because I remember watching Chris play Watch Dogs and just running civilians. <laughs> I said sorry every time. Listen, there's a reason we have a podcast together, and it's because we don't do things in the traditional sense. You know? <laughs> That's anyway. why you have me to balance that out. Is that what? It is? Yes, yes, you. Well, it's definitely not me. It's definitely not me, and it's definitely not Tyler. Uh, anyways, so we we finally get through our first combat encounter. We have so much stuff to go through. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, remember when we were just gonna skim over this intro real quick? This isn't the intro. This is the tutorial. We passed the intro. We're in the tutorial. Please yeah. come on. <laughs> we're so early. Yeah. Continue on the path uh, so you can count your first enemy. Um, you, uh, you can use Power Slash in combat. I love that. Um, we talked about the lore. Anyways, so we get Power Slash. We make our way back out through the River of Heavens. Um, and then we can finally cut the fruit from the Sakia tree that we were told that would restore the land. And we cut that fruit off. And then just a magical moment happens where the land is restored. And it's just this beautiful rush of color into like this just dreary, depleted, barren wasteland. And that's where the art just really pops and shines. And it's our first real glimpse at the beauty that this game is going to bring going forward. This is like the first of many restoration animations that you get in this game. I feel like these are the best. It like, never gets old either. Most enjoyable moments. The music that accompanies them is so good. Yep. And it just it feels so good to watch this area just like come to life. Yeah, it's it, it, like when I was doing this, it, it made me want to play a game that like that was the only gameplay trope was just restoring just to like a barren wasteland to like back to what it originally was it's so satisfying i mean every and then time. they they kind of give you the power to uh, you know not to get ahead of ourselves but they give you a power that kind of lets you do this yeah. more often yeah and it's great it's, it's just such a good feeling yeah yeah um so now that the the village is restored um we find out that like everyone is a statue within the village and you have to go to the top of the hill that is overlooking kamiki village and draw a sun. This is the first time we get to draw a sun. The iconic Okami sun that is on the box art. I think we've all seen the Okami sun at some point. Um, and we draw that, which I was not expecting, I guess, as a thing to do, um, in the sky to relieve everybody from their statuesque um, imprisonment, if you will. And um, I, I love this moment. I think it's really cool and satisfying. So yeah. thoughts? It's a great looking sun. One of the best sons in video games. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 another. This game is great at delivering satisfying moments based on what happens when you draw a simple shape. I draw a circle yeah. and I revive dozens of like stoned people. Not the stoned I usually get, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it, 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 over and over. You know, you rejuvenate a small piece of the land. You just get to draw some flowers, and then it greenifies the whole area. There's so many simple action on the player part, grand animation of just your victory. I'm so glad that you said that, because that is, I think that is what is satisfying. It's so simple on the player's aspect, but grand in scale within the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and that's what makes it so like satisfying. Yeah. I mean, I think like some of the stuff you learn after this, I feel the sun wasn't utilized enough. I think what maybe four or five times. Well, the like, sun you, be- you need to do the sun. Yeah, part. but I'm kind of glad because I didn't want it to get played out. And then as we were going to progress, you know, we get the other technique, oh, which I'm excited to see how that plays later. And I'm excited to talk about that fucking moment, too, because it- that is my favorite part of the game so far. It didn't click in my mind until that moment that you could draw the sun at any point. Oh, sure. Yeah, whenever you can see the sky. And Tom, mm-hmm. to your point, um, oh god, I forgot what you were what you said a second ago. Now, not uh, being used enough, the oh, sun. Right. So, depending on what you do in the exploration, um, like certain animals only come out during the day, yep. and the day night cycle keeps going as you play. Yep. So, like you could be drawing that sun to get out of nighttime mm-hmm. to see right. things that are only day specific. So, uh, speaking Which, of animals, it's weird because in the beginning you need a bunch of the stuff to be at nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. we'll get yeah. to that because I got an issue with that. Yeah. A little bit for a little while. Uh, speaking of animals, how much uh, feed do you guys keep on you? <laughs> uh, Ten of everything at all times. I'm keeping I do, five. I do five. Yeah, I'm with you, Ryan. Five of everything anytime I see a merchant. I keep whatever I found. I don't buy shit. Oh, wow. You, you're not feeding the animals? Dangerous. You're not getting, you're not, you're not getting those experience. Animals? Where's your experience? Oh, yeah. Those, that fucking five preys that you get. Holy fuck. That's really Stacks good. Stacks up. Twelve. <laughs> it's for the animals, you jerk. What's wrong with you? you yeah. uh, I run into the animals and freak them out, and then they go, like, get out of the way, because like they'll be sleeping at night, and I'll be sprinting, <laughs> and they just he go, doesn't even, He doesn't even clear the land. He just leaves the curse on the land and tries no, to... No, I do that. I just don't feed them. Do you circle the trees? Do you circle the trees, Tom? He circled a couple. We haven't gotten to that part <laughs> yet. Stop spoiling things. <laughs> On that note, though, how gratuitous is the cutscene for feeding an animal? So oh, long. I, Thank God I skip it immediately. It so long. The first time I let it play out, and it's, yeah. it's super cute. It's super cute. Yeah, it but it's forever. So like, what long. is it? Thirty seconds of the camera just going like <laughs> yes. this, like it, watching this almost animal squirrel eat a bunch of fucking grain. I was like, <laughs> it's almost is something going to happen. Long. Having just finished Death Stranding, the like the second time I watched that scene, I'm like. Did Hideo Kojima direct these scenes? <laughs> yeah, it, it, after the first one played, I just, as soon as it happens, now I just yeah, hit you skip. skip it. It's mm-hmm. immediate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do love that you can feed any animal and any creature. Oh, it's the best. I, I love and, it. And I love that the experience system, while we're talking about this, sorry. Oh, I the experience have it. I, system. It's, it's my next point. So let's It's built it. on praise, right? Like you're yeah. essentially a dog, right? Or God. I, either it's applicable. You're a dog God. You're a dog God. You're and a wolf. You you level up based on the praise from people around you. What a, it's a it's a little thing, but it's a great concept. I don't and need I, your praise. I really I like with an iron fist. <laughs> I, I like how that's tied into the broader game world. Chris mentioned earlier that the regular folk don't see you as Amaterasu with your red markings and your weapons on your back. They just see a white wolf. And they like Isun tells you that's because people don't have belief in the gods anymore. So this yeah. praise is you getting more god belief from the, from nature and from the people in the world the, the way that xp is tied into not only you as a player interacting with your character leveling up that it's it's tied into the broader world really makes me happy I, anytime a game mechanic is tied into the broader lore I, i'm all for it anytime like respawns are tied into the broader lore stuff like that just makes me happy yeah it's yeah, good stuff i agree yeah. i think that's the part of this game that shines the most is how all of that stuff ties into what you are doing and what 
like you are responsible for, especially as Amaterasu, who is the mother of all things, or however they praise it. I, I think it's it's great. Yeah, yeah, well, I like it a lot. I, the the one thing that like I was concerned about early on was that like you, it takes a while before you start getting a good amount of it. And before I found out about this loading screen thing, it seems like it is like limited because it's like there's only so many animals to feed, there's only so many trees to fix. You don't get it from just regular battles. So like. I thought that, you know, you would have to do basically everything to max out all your stuff if you wanted to do that. But considering they have a way to just like grind it in loading screens, it seems like I assume there's other places where you can just get extra of it, too. Can we talk about the four things you level up also? Yeah, I, I, I do want to talk about it because I think it's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> the only thing that seems important it's is the not ink. super important. You know? Yeah. I, I only focus on health and ink. And like, honestly, I probably didn't need to focus on health as much as I did. Like, it's really just ink. Yeah. Um, but there's also solar pouch, which is... Um, the amount uh, of money? Or no, solar food. pouch is yeah, the food, food that you yeah, gather. Right. And if you die, it restores your health. So it's the equivalent of like having a fairy in a jar in a Zelda game. Yeah. And then money, it expands the maximum amount in your wallet, which I've been making good money with these this combat. And like I've never needed it. Yeah, and then you constantly find stuff that you can sell within chess all the time. I've like the the ratio of things I have sold versus what I have bought is ridiculous. (laughs) You know, it's Mm -hmm. I have sold ten times more than what I have bought. I haven't sold a single thing. (laughs) Oh my god, you're going to be a rich man when you start the game. (laughs) Oh, you should sell that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I might have to look into that because because if you don't, I mean, it's it's. Just sitting there, useless. I mean, yeah. it's literally treasure that you hold on. Is to that like those coral statues? The everything, the... yeah. Okay, it's exactly. all just treasure. Any all of the right. treasure that you oh have. Oh my god, I'm gonna be rich as hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I'm a sick man. I have a bad brain, and I, I cannot stand the <laughs> idea of getting money and it doesn't fit in my coin purse or whatever. So that is the first upgrade that I saved for. Oh forever. my god, you're such a capitalist. Like, Jesus. Fuck health. Fuck ink. <laughs> I can, and then like by that time, my pouch was almost full. I was like, I don't want to grab food, and it's not filling my pouch, so I stay for the damn pouch. Also useless. I have not died yet. <laughs> you literally picked the wrong two upgrades. I like, mean, I still haven't died, and I never run out of ink, so it's it's like none of the stuff Fair. is essential. I think I've Fair. only upgraded ink. Uh, yeah. I've been back. Anytime there's an upgrade system like this in a game, I'm buying the cheapest option first. So, like, it's been ink, health, ink, health, ink, health. Eventually, it'll be the coin purse, ink, health, ink, health, ink, health. Coin purse again, probably. Just use your jail wallet. You'll be fine. Yeah. Just show it. I mean, it's there. <laughs> That's the wolf's butthole. I know <laughs> what it is, Tom. <laughs> got a keister it, man. But, yeah, I mean, like, this... It's cool that there is a uh, level character leveling up system in this game, but yeah, I I feel like we're gonna talk about how easy this game is, and the second half of this game is going to steamroll <laughs> us. <laughs> right? Well, it has been like Possibly. so far. It hasn't. Nothing has been like even the boss fights has been like the worst stuff is connecting the lines for doing certain things. It's puzzles essentially. And it's not it's even like, the puzzle. It's just why isn't my fucking line connecting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I feel like if a line has to connect from one thing to another, the game's pretty good about magnetizing your brush to the other item. Not for me, it isn't. Well, so that's here's a new the problem. thing. Here's <laughs> the thing. And I figured this out during, again, that boss, the first boss battle. If if there is a thing to connect a thing, usually if like if you want to interact with a piece of the environment, your brush will animate in a specific way yeah. as you hover over a thing. Like it'll show up like a weird different animation when you're 
brush is there. But even when I was still connecting that and stopping like right on it, it wouldn't fucking connect and be what the what the fuck is going on? This is pissing me off. Yeah, it's not a perfect system. God damn log. It is annoying. It will also change colors though, both on the like starting point and the point that you want to go to. Yep. That's uh what I had to figure out to do that log thing. Cause I did end up failing that once, just trying to draw the effing line across over and over and over again. I also, I don't like it. You know, we're not to that point yet, but I don't like how the timer keeps going while you're slowed down. True. At least when we get to the log point, we'll breeze right through it. That's right. We Am I the only one that did that on the first shot? Oh Ryan. my god. Uh, I'm Ryan. I play so Ghost of Tsushima and I never miss that fucking grappling hook. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I god. had like a minute and a half to spare on the clock and <laughs> I thought like I did a poor job. It's a year long deep cut of this. Unbelievable. <laughs> he's been prepping that one this whole yes, conversation. Keeping it in his back pocket the whole time. Uh, anyways. Oh boy, we are. I'm still glad so, we're all back together again. We're so <laughs> early in this game. This is what happens every time. We're so early, still hour and ten minutes in, and we are barely scratched. The but screen. we're hitting a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, wrong. we're gonna rush through the middle and then talk a we lot about the not, end. And you know that. Well, you know we won't. We won't. Anyways, but at some point, I'm gonna have to get another beer. So, oh, Mr. I, Orange, we'll find out. Anyways, number three. So uh, we fight some more imps right after we kind of restore everybody back to their natural state. And uh, this is where we kind of restore a pond after we fight the imps to uh, get praise for the first time, even though we've already talked about praise. So we can skip right over that. Uh, There's a lot of different opportunities to gain praise, which I think we've covered most of them uh, Mm -hmm. as far as feeding animals, doing, I guess we haven't talked about side quests that you can do for other villagers and stuff like that. Um, Defeating enemies rejuvenating trees a lot of it is like talking to people in the village and helping them with like little chores like again it's just all low stakes like leisurely stuff that's like real feel good except for that lady you have to dig up her carrots and she's not super happy about that but you get praise for it anyways but you don't have to do that but you're doing a bad thing digging up her carrots for that kid and that was he's pretty easy yeah but she's But what I'm saying is, like, she's not happy about that. No, she's so not like happy. You're, you're getting praised, but it's like you're doing a bad thing. You're a wolf guy. You're a bad you you're a god. You. Whatever. You're a Do bad you, dog. Is okay. Is is there a is there something to be thought about behind the fact that all these tasks seem so leisurely to us, but maybe because Amaterasu is a god, everything's leisurely. That's why she just sleeps. And she's like, "Fuck this." This just popped into my head. I haven't thought about this thought a long time. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good a, point. It's Maybe. too good a point. Nobody has a response to it. It's smart enough. Right. There we go. All right. Yes, only <laughs> gods right. can And that's Okami, and... everybody. What, what Ryan said is gods are lazy, period. <laughs> no, they're just so powerful it's, that it's anything... It's so easy. Such a simplex, simplistic yeah. task that you don't... Finding eight dogs, it. easy. No, no fuck easy. that part. Fuck <laughs> that. No, get to that. Really, it's we not have eight. have a long time until we get to that. It's so. not the eight dogs. It's the three. Yeah, we'll get to that's that. That's true. Okay, so uh, we make our way through this village, and uh, once we go to the end of the village, we talk to this merchant, and you can't pass any further because there is a giant boulder in the way. Of course there is. Why wouldn't there be? Mm-hmm. So we have to find the legendary warrior of the village, Susano, and uh, we have to uh, have him help us break open this boulder basically so there's been a lot of names in this game that are very tied to actual japanese mythology yes uh amaterasu is the sun god from japanese mythology yes. 
yeah. uh, for example. Uh, Susano is one step away from that because the actual name in Japanese mythology is Susano. There's an apostrophe O after the Susano. I just yep, figured I it was that. Uh, I just figured it was that Genesis song by Phil Collins. Based on everything else in the game, I was going with Japanese mythology, but you could be right, Tom. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this whole game is based off a of Phil Collins song. It. It's Hideki no, Tom, just this yeah, guy. <laughs> so, the, did any of you guys try to like cut the boulder before you talked to Zizano? Because I never yeah. did, and I like what? Is, I did why not. did they tell you Nothing, you can't? Yeah, they're just Nothing like happens. your power slash isn't powerful enough. Um, that, for no reason. That doesn't make any sense. It wasn't, is, it wasn't thick uh, enough, man. I guess we needed a wooden sword to smack it first. We for needed our somebody to pretend that they were powerful. So that way, we could be extra powerful. So, getting to that though, like once you get Susano, like I really enjoy the part where you are helping other people. It's mostly Susano at this point, but like you help a couple of people later by doing your um, just your broad strokes and whatnot with your paintbrush. Mm-hmm. I just like how it's like the weird influence cutscene, cut like intervention. Basically, yeah, I yeah. like that. I, I was not prepared for it the first time, or almost the first. Oh, I definitely <laughs> wasn't prepared. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, oh shit, I'm supposed to do something, and it's too yeah. late. <laughs> yeah, every time it happened, like even with the fishing later, I was like, oh, I was supposed to do something. Mm-hmm. It didn't tell me I was supposed to do something. What the fuck? Or or I draw the wrong thing. I'd yeah. like draw a circle or I'd I'd like wiggle over it. And they're like, what are you doing, you fool? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. You didn't tell me. I tried drawing right. a dick and nothing happened. So it, it's <laughs> almost right. like it's like a QTE. It's mm-hmm. a quick time event where they don't actually prompt you exactly what you're yeah. supposed to do. But you usually just learn to move. And you yeah, I, um, I don't like these parts. I think they're bad. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't like that they completely restart you when you fail them. Because like I, yep. there's there's one where you're growing peaches on the tree right later with the old man, and I missed like the very last peach, and you got to watch him do his whole shitty dance again. Oh, that's such a good dance! It's a good dance until the second time, then it's a yeah. shitty dance. Sure, sure. <laughs> it just reminded me of Parappa the Rapper. So. Um, real quick, while we're on this, the 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 mission of getting Susano help for breaking this boulder. I had gone through the trouble of repairing the water wheel before meeting Susano. I'd been running around with sake at this point for about five minutes <laughs> trying to figure out what to do with this sake. I tried to wake him up with it before going to the boulder. Like I, I had no idea what to do with the sake. And then once I finally was able to recruit his help, he had gone back to do the training and it was nighttime in my game. So he was asleep. <laughs> so and, i just ran around for a few minutes because i hey. didn't know i could draw a sun in the sky until i got the moon thing later but you uh, did the log <laughs> on the first try so i did the log on the first try so you know <laughs> pros and cons pros and cons did you guys notice that susano ugh, susano has the picture of kushi in his uh in his house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's cute not. and like what he you know after the cutscene where you meet him he's actually riding on you for a little bit and you can go talk to all the villagers, and they react to talking to oh, Su- really? Susano. That's awesome. And Susano just becomes a mum, like a stumbly mess when you go talk to Kushi. He like gets all shy. Oh, that's oh, awesome. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't do that. I absolutely. So Susano, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say Susano and Kushi are the two characters, the maiden and Nagi. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. those parallels from the intro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love the ragdoll physics that Susano has while he's riding your back. I could ride around like that for an hour and a half and just giggle to myself the whole time. Yeah. 
Um, one of the things I also don't like about Susano is he's just like a drunk asshole. He's like passed out in the basement of his house. <laughs> you have to like go wake him up. You know, it was just a little ridiculous. And then having to do everything for him, it was just like, come on. It's it's still very early, obviously. We still have two-thirds of the game ahead of us. But He I, has been in the game a lot. A good uh, No, for sure. Uh, but I, like, I can see them setting up for this hero redemption arc. Yeah, like, you're grooming him, and all of a sudden he's going to be like, yeah, I don't need your help. Nagi at the end. You and him are going to be Nagi. Yeah. And he's not going to have that stupid wooden sword that's got and, branches growing yeah. off of it. And at that point, we're going to love it, because we're going to be like, you remember 20 hours ago when this guy was a bumbling fool who drank way too much sake, and now he's this hero that actually worked with us to save oh, the he day. Oh, he can still drink the sake. Maybe he's like Auron from Final <laughs> Fantasy, and he just fucking like pours it on his blade. That's right. Anyways, uh, we get Susano and we go back to the merchant and then he realizes, oh, I need to train more before I can bust this rock open. But I can't train unless I have sake, which we Ryan already hinted at. You go and you fix the water wheel for Kushi, who is the sake maker of the Kamiki village. And you fix the water wheel. You go into her little house and you get some sake and you take it back to Susano so he can drink it and be happy and then you make cuts for him because even though he drinks it and he's happy, he still can't use a sword. It's, it's he's got a wooden sword. What do you want from the man? <laughs> so okay, he has a wooden sword, useful. but he's got racks of other swords at his place. But he chooses the wooden sword. I, just, I felt named like it. he I named it like, Tohen Boku. Yeah, I don't know if that's like anything. And and the timing, like within this stuff, is like such a pain in the ass. I, I don't feel like the timing is good. Um, I, I just don't like these little cutscene interactions. I, I, I yeah, think it's like fair. poorly paced. Um, and they don't really explain it. Like when you do it the first time, like I failed it the first time for sure. Um, yeah, cause they don't tell you to do something like he's just jumping in the air and it's paused. And like in the top, right. It says like, okay, do your R one and square. Yeah. yeah. And it just like, it's not clear. Um, yeah, so, I feel like I, I did. I picked up on these ones. The only ones I didn't, the only one I didn't pick up on until like, uh, soon was like, "Hey, you fucking idiot! Do this." Was the big rock guardian guys where it shows their weak points? Oh, you just we, have to tap oh, them. Well, I did oh, that on yeah. the first try. That one <laughs> took me a little while. The best. <laughs> uh, so you train on the dummies, and then uh, you have to do the same thing basically with a large boulder. And he he gets all the praise, and he can't believe himself. And you know he, he's a drunk piece of shit who could never actually cut the boulder, and you do it for him. So how about I'm that? just mad because we didn't get that XP. Yeah. As my, <laughs> as my notes say, he's a drunk piece of shit who can never actually cut that boulder. Why is he, he getting this praise? That should be for me. How dare he? But, well, it's it's to parallel the it's to parallel the story of legend, right? Like, oh, I know, but I don't like it because <laughs> even like Chris points out multiple times here that there's a lot of parallels between the story of legend and the story oh, yeah. that we're living through today. Obviously, in that essence, then Shiranui was the one doing all the work for was it oh, yeah. Nagi in in the original story? Yep, yep. Well, it's like if you take this, like, and oh, man, what? Like, you have nobody watches movies, so they won't know the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, movie, I like watch movies. Daybreak and um, I Night Watch, I think <laughs> uh, the Russian movies. So, like, the gods can influence, but they can't actually do the stuff for them so like this is them grooming you to go towards their side basically mm-hmm. i like that where they're not doing it for you like they are but they're like it's making it seem it's like you are the it's like building the story basically i was gonna say i could see a um like a subversion coming where so like 
Shuanue uh, sacrifices herself and gets poisoned from uh, the beast and then, you know, dies after the battle. I could see an inversion where maybe uh, at the end of this, Susano sacrifices himself. Um, I hope. and uh, I mean, I hope <laughs> Ami uh, makes it, so... Uh, so after you cut the boulder, you go into the Shinsu field, um, but you can't really do anything here yet. So like you kind of make your way through here real quick and you immediately go into the Hanna Valley. Um, we skipped over one. I don't want to, I know we want to go quick, but there's <laughs> one part of this map where there is a hut and it's just called the nameless man's hut. How incredibly know. suspicious is this? <laughs> I didn't go to that. Really? There's like no. a whole, there's a nameless man's hut and he's got like a thing across the river also. Why would anyone? Oh yeah, he's the, the logging, he's the logging camp guy, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Why nameless man? You could give him an, like, there's got to be something, right? Like They I think were very this, busy. They couldn't give him a name. I think, I think <laughs> there's something. I think this is like maybe the guy who unleashed the curse. I know everyone thinks it's Susano, but like it there's got to be something about this guy. Like they could have just named mm. him Frank. Just name him Frank. Like, <laughs> the fact that, that he's nameless. He's man. not important enough to have a name. I don't think it's but Susano. Every other character has a name, oh. no matter how minor they are. Every other character has a name. It's true. It's, it's so just you pull the sword, thing. Ryan. No, I, so the reason I don't think Susano is the one who pulled the sword is he claims there. to be the descendant of Nagi, and he would know how important it is that that sword stays in its place. Yeah, but it kind of, like, later on, some of his dialogue makes it seem like he very well is the one that fucked it up because he's all pissed off about something. Like, he's having he's, these nightmares, and, and he's, he's always trying to hide. Like yeah, like, I so think he's, he's pulled it, and it's fucking them up. He's probably just depressed and living under the weight of his dynasty. Because he's drunk all the time. He's probably shitting his pants. Yeah, he's depressed and living under the weight of his dynasty. <laughs> Actually, you go back to that later when he's later on. I don't know if it's like this the whole time, but half well, of Well, let's find out so as we make our way through Hannah Valley. Here we go. In Hannah Valley, you make your way north. Calm down, and, Chris. All right. And you'll run into Susana again. Look at that. He popped right back up. It's amazing how he just keeps popping up like that. And, uh, once again, he can't move a big ass rock. Surprise, surprise. As I wrote in my notes, of fucking course you can't. So you have to paint the sun. <laughs> Dude finds a, a lot of big rocks. So many rocks. And he can't do anything about any of them because he is useless. Anyways, so you have to uh, go to this uh, mural, basically, that's on the wall. And you paint a missing sun onto the mural. I really enjoy this part. And it kind of destroys the rock that's hiding that uh, tunnel that you have to go into. Um, it also gives you, like... It let it clues you into the puzzle you're about to do. Yes, yes, yes. it does. Yeah. Um, so you continue on the path and you'll come across a small sapling that you can't really do anything with right now. You can see that there's kind of a pedestal behind it, um, but there is a barrier to your left that you can use power slash and cut down. And once you go in there, you'll see Susano. Uh, this is just what my notes said, so I wrote this in a rush. I'm sorry. Uh, Susano is being annoying as fuck and messing with a cute bear. <laughs> no, that's oh, the sleeping bear on the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Russian circus bear. I, lo I love this bear, and Susano's just being a jerk to him for no reason. You know, leave Mr. Bear alone. You know, he reminds me of Banjo, Banjo-Kazooie, one of my favorite games. You leave that bear alone. Yeah. He's acting like it's a hostile bear. This bear's just sleeping, standing up. And he right has a little leaf on his head. He's, got a, he's, a, he's a cute bear. You leave okay, him alone. He comes back later. He's fine. I know he's great. Give him a so, <laughs> so this is like a weird thing because like as Amaratsu, you strike the bear for uh, Susano, just like 
I guess like as a morale thing or just like to keep things moving mm-hmm. like Tyler's trying to do with this podcast right now. <laughs> um, but like, but like this, does, this just seems so out of character for Am- Amaterasu to like attack a, a harmless uh, you know, creature, right? Yeah, something of nature. Like you've literally done nothing at but all I'm, to like I'm any animals or like, nature yeah. down. Like she knew, like this isn't really going to She knew that anything. the bear was still going to be sleeping. And that this bear is just going to brush off this power slash that you just used to cut open a boulder. Like it was nothing. Not even a problem. <laughs> or maybe you held back and literally yeah. was just like, oh. Yeah. That's exactly. what I'm thinking is Ami just intentionally held back on that power slash. Like we got to right. give Susano his fucking dinner. <laughs> that's probably it. That's a good point. So uh, in this area, you have to swipe all the light from the torches around, and then you have to power slash the bear to continue on, and then the bear just goes back to sleep. It doesn't really care. It's like, whatever. Eh, I'm going to go back to sleep. Um, but the bear is standing on a sphere that you need to put onto the pedestal. So you take the sphere that was under the bear, and you take it back to the sapling and put it on the pedestal. Um, and I, I really enjoy this part. This is the very Zelda-esque type puzzle that I enjoy of moving the sphere to the necessary spot looking up into the sky and then you have to paint the sun into the sky that has like a big crack in the ceiling above it or there's there's a hole whatever and it brings sunlight down onto the sapling and you restore that area and i thought that part was amazing loved it. i i loved it but the moving of the sphere felt bad awful. slightly bad. janky slightly Real janky bad. i i wasn't terribly hard on it but it does feel slightly janky to me Um, I was able to do it within like a reasonable amount of time. It didn't feel like I spent an excessive amount of time just trying to get this fear into the hole without any enemies around, but it it didn't feel super refined. It's sort of a physics object that you don't encounter much in the game. Yeah. Uh, you've encountered it once or twice, but yeah, because of that, I think they struggle to like get it feeling a hundred percent great. Fortunately, it, it is followed by one of like the best moments in like this section where, everything just gets restored right yeah so you paint the sun and then i i kind of skipped over the fact that the reason that you are able to rejuvenate the area is you learn a new technique which is called bloom which we've alluded to many a times as far as like restoring the trees and this is the power that we learn to restore the trees where you just paint a circle around objects that need to be restored and it brings them back to life and you know um you can just mosey on and it's it's great and this this whole section is super awesome and i love as we backtrack through this section um we i didn't really hint at it because it was kind of irrelevant but there are trees that shoot these weird sapling balls at you and you power slash them back at the saplings to kind of stun them but after you stun them after you learn the bloom technique you can draw a circle around them to make them bloom and come back to life and be a regular tree again and i, and I think that's amazing i love that also part. any other dead tree yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, it's such a good feeling. This is to me the best power in the game. It yeah. just feels so good, and it's aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just endorphins firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Any plot of dead land, any dead trees, anytime you see like nature that could be restored, draw a circle. Yeah, and I, I, I think this is another cool interaction as well where it kind of teaches you how to dig for the four leaf clovers and you can dig up the four leaf clovers and rejuvenate those as well to earn a little a little bit of praise i had such a brain fart on that after you get the water spout power in a little bit and you jump up to that area and there's the the four leaf clover you can dig up i i i'd been playing the game all sunday recording and it was like 10 30 11 o'clock i was tired 
And I'm just, I, I hopped up to that top ledge and I was just like, what the hell am I supposed to do here? I feel lost <laughs> as hell. I went to YouTube and watched, I've on and off been playing. I've, I've consulted a walkthrough when I felt it necessary. Not that I've been playing directly with a walkthrough, but I've had like the page open minimized in case I need it. Uh, and the walkthrough didn't directly ascribe. No wonder you got through that log part first try. Yeah, I didn't touch. The I, uh, was not, uh, I was not looking at a walkthrough on that log part. I, <laughs> no, that was gotcha. easy peasy. Gotcha, buddy. Easy freaking peasy. I didn't need a walkthrough. For that. Yeah, that's what you say with your walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just need better reaction times. Uh, <laughs> oh. Back to the fucking grappling. Uh, But this this was definitely a moment of what the fuck am I supposed to do up on this small ledge that has a glowy thing? (laughs) Yeah. Also about these clovers, while we're talking about them, the development studio Clover Studios, obviously the clovers you find in this game are the studio's emblem, their studio's logo. So it's just a a little nod to the development studio. Did not connect that. That's fantastic. All right, so we make our way out of Hannah Valley, and we're going back to the Shinsu field. Um, and we can use Bloom on the sapling that's in the middle of the field here, and we can restore the field to its natural glory. Um, it's it's great. Uh, uh, it's funny because we like re- rejuvenate the Hannah Valley or Hannah Valley, and then we immediately get to rejuvenate another area. And we've said it a thousand times, we'll say it again. Uh, that process is amazing and beautiful, and it never gets old. And so good. I, I wish the whole game was just us rejuvenating fields. It's great. It's extremely satisfying. Um, and then Isun kind of gives you like a couple of options here. You can do a little bit of exploring. You can tackle things in different orders if you want. Um, but we're just going to go with what I have written here. Um, so you can go and check out where the sword was stolen from Orochi from the moon cave. Um, but you can't really do anything there yet. There's just a little bit of dialogue between you and Isun as far as like, this is the area where he was locked away and that, kind of stuff and then like you immediately just kind of leave like there's there's nothing really necessary about going there you you can bring um what's his name susano here earlier on i think you can access this place earlier on and you could bring susano here and he has some dialogue about the fact that he's visited Hmm. uh this this shrine because he's Um, the one that touched it that's right it might be it might be implying (laughs) that But he does have some unique dialogue. You just screwed here. yourself. You said it wasn't him. I still, I'm still, i still holding out hope that I might. I'm, I'm with you, Chris. <laughs> Is the other Chris here? Because he's been very quiet. <laughs> he's just given very strange looks. Yeah, name, watch the name version. Chris. Okay, okay, okay. No. I'm just making sure. I, I haven't had a lot of notes, honestly, on, the, on that section. All right, I don't blame you. I'm just Anyways. drunk. Um. Well, I can't see it because on my uh, Discord thing here, Chris's screen is blacked out, so I can't look at him. So I, I don't know. Well, that's weird. Hey, click on Discord. Know, I mean, the, he's right there. The internet's weird. I don't want to. There he know. is. Yeah, don't break anything. <laughs> don't worry about it. I so, so when you revisit Shinchu Field here, did you notice the uh, messenger Ida? Yeah, the mailman. The mailman. Yeah, yeah, like, just runs around like a crazy person. Yeah, I did you not. Like, you give him a tra- so he like fell and sprained his ankle. You give him a traveler's charm, and he mm-hmm. like is like, "Oh, thank you!" And he can he's like <laughs> rejuvenated. He starts running around again. Uh, there's like a quest with that later, but this is again another parallel to Legend of Zelda. Yeah, the mailman. The mailman. Yeah. Yeah. I have not seen this person. What is this Legend really? of Zelda you speak of? The mailman's will... a pretty cool guy. You should talk to him once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Not in real life. Don't talk to the mailman in real life. I like my mailman in real life. He's a cool guy. 
that's not what he said about you. Oh, has he been on the podcast? I don't think so. He's like, well, that guy. He says he can do the log thing in one time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about the the dojo real quick. I really like the dojo master as a character. He's such a weird old man. And then, like, you pay him for a lesson, and he suddenly becomes a badass by literally spinning his head upside down. And you can like still see. Like I look at him, and I'm like, I can see your features of your regular face. If you turn it the back, the other way, it's really disturbing, and I like I'm, it. I'm I, sorry to keep being this guy, but that's Kaipora Gaibora. That's another Legend of Zelda parallel. The owl in like you yeah. know Link's oh, yeah. Awakening, Ocarina. Yeah, as soon as you come out of the woods, he's he's yeah, in yeah, yeah. there right over the woods, and he does the face spin thing. It honestly, it looks just like facially. It looks very similar to maybe not just like. Yeah, that whole face spin thing kind of freaked me out the first time because <laughs> I walked in the room and saw his face one way and then he like, you know, you buy a thing and it spins the other way. And I'm like, wait a minute. Am <laughs> I really high right now? Or that <laughs> I, am, I high. am definitely really high right now. <laughs> and then when I went back later, I'm like, OK, all right. His head definitely spun the fuck around. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, what do you guys think of these moves that you can learn here? I think it's Fleet Foot and Four Winds. I was begging for something like Fleet Foot. I, yeah, I was, the dodge technique helped dodge out roll, so yeah. much. It, it so good. makes everything so much better. You mm-hmm. know, it, it was it was definitely a, a piece of the puzzle that was missing. I, I think it was something that should have been implemented from the beginning, yeah. not something that you had to pay to get to. You know, sure, that's fair. Even if, like Tom pointed out, I haven't necessarily felt the combat has been super difficult. Every time I went into combat, like the the rare times I would take a hit, I'd be like, "Why don't I have a dodge? Why don't I?" Yeah, have a dodge? that was Where's exactly my dodge. I, I felt that exact same way up until that point. And I was exactly. like, oh, good animation. I used the dodge was that uh, Waka. Right. right. I use it all the time now. I just spam it while I'm in a fight. It's super fun. Yeah. I like the way it's like I a weird circle with rosary beads. It's just a weird everything. circle move. I love it. Uh, yeah, you mentioned other Chris. I will not call you just Chris. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you mentioned <laughs> that you like the uh, there can only be one. You like animation on the dodge. It like leaves a little bit of grass behind. Something we never even talked about is that while you're running, you just like leave grass behind you constantly, and it's a really and great the faster animation. you go, yeah, the faster you run, the bigger the bloom is. Yeah. It's, but I, I wish that you could just go full speed right away. I'm yes. sick of the. I also like, don't like. I gotta trot around for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely gives off those same satisfying vibes of restoring the vitality to a piece of land. Just running around and having flowers and grass grow up in your wake is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Did you learn that from the guide? <laughs> no, <laughs> I got him. <laughs> I just played the game. Oh. Okay. <laughs> We can't trust Anyways. anything he says at this point. No, like, does he even have Okami on the monitor behind him? Yeah, I do. That's Okami. That looks like a bunch of trees. That's just lighting, Tom. That's definitely <laughs> Okami. <laughs> um, I think this is also where you find Tama the pyrotechnist. Yeah. Yep. That's where we're getting. We're getting. He has to go to a night. That's right. Which is my favorite. Uh, what the hell's his name? Bakugami. Is my oh, favorite yeah. uh, one that pops up so far, the Warthog. We haven't gotten there yet. We're talking about it now, and I don't care because we're moving along. It's on the list. It's on the map that you can go to. Chris wants you, us to move along. Look at him. You have to go to this guy at night, and you can't go there during the day because he only makes explosives at night, and then you have to do this fun little mini game kind of thing where you draw a big old circle in his big old pot, and he makes a big old firework bomb explosion. It's great. And then you learn the bomb technique, and it's amazing. Oh. You yeah, like this one, but you don't like the other QTE ones? 
Isn't no, it kind of the same? No. Yeah, it is because it's timed and you have to do the fucking. Mm-hmm. This one's better. You get a, okay. you get something cool out <laughs> sure. of it. You get you something do. out of it. You it's get a bomb. Some... So obviously it's my and favorite. Then you, but and the thing is, like with this, you get the bomb out of it and then you immediately get to use it because there is an explosive wall right outside of his hut that you can immediately blow up and get something out of. The mm-hmm. other ones are just like, oh, this is just part of the story that you have to do because we're going to force you to do it. You know what I mean? So that's the kind of difference. This was like the first moment for me where I was like, oh, a Zelda item. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. is legit just a Zelda item. There's a few others that are very close, but this is, I mean, yeah, it's 100%. a bomb in video game. Yeah, something I did write down here, though, is like, I think this is the only time, at least so far, that you use an ability before you actually learn it. Like, you just spawn that bomb before the board teaches you how to spawn the bomb, which is weird. But yeah, still, it's, it's my favorite. Uh, my, what, are, what are they even deities? They're gods. Gods, like he's yeah. my favorite, just rolling around on that but bomb, and he's got the part, bunch of little warthogs running around too. This part is kind of frustrating because as I approached his hut, it immediately switched to morning. Oh no! <laughs> like, I'm not shitting you. As soon as I walked up to his house, it switched to morning, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'm screwed." And they so, should have given you the night ability pretty soon after giving you the day ability. I yeah, think. it's it's yeah. the one thing that is like really chapped my ass about this section. Because yeah, that's really like, close to the end of our stopping point, isn't it? it you is. get the moon yeah, it's up. almost yeah. immediately at the end. And I'm yeah. glad that you brought that up because that was also super annoying. Um, but I so I had to wait forever to get to go into a, his hut and talk to him. And it's I'm going to bring up one of the things that we haven't really talked about is like there are points where you talk to characters and you have to talk to them multiple times. Like it forces you to, and it tells you that too. In the beginning, it's like if they got a green arrow, you got to keep talking to them. Why don't yeah. they don't just say it all at once? Yeah, and that's one of the things that just like really doesn't make any sense. It's like you already gave me this huge preamble at the beginning of the game for twenty five minutes. I can handle like another thirty seconds of dialogue. Don't make me click back into it. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do that. It's fine. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so you talk to Tama, you get the, uh, the bombs, you can use the bombs on the walls and on enemies in combat, which is one of my favorite things to do. I love using it in combat. It's super fun and satisfying. Um, yeah, no, I don't do that in combat. I use it in combat all the time. Oh, it's so fun. It Look at Ryan. Ryan didn't even know he could use it in combat. No, it's I knew so I could good. use it in combat. I just don't. In fact, I barely <laughs> use the power slash in combat unless they're about to die or I'm trying to get those demon fangs. <laughs> you gotta get those demon fangs. I did yeah. the log in yeah, one that, try. Yeah. I don't need that, to use the power fangs. slash. That was a confusing thing too, is because if you actually like kill the enemy with the power slash, I don't think you can get the demon fang because they split in half automatically. They have to already be flying in the air from killing them normally, and then mm-hmm. you split them in half. Yeah, which the game does explain at some point when they go deeper into demon fangs, which I wish I knew earlier because at that point I had kind of already been just attacking enemies to death with the basic attack, not power slashing them to death. I feel like I could have had like 10 or 12 demon fangs at this point, uh, but I only had like three. Yeah. And when you find out what you do with demon fangs, you want the thing that costs a lot of demon fangs. Yeah, badly. (laughs) And I know this is back a little bit, but we're talking about the night and day cycle. Um, I still have not gone back to that old bitch to get my cherry pie or whatever the fuck she's supposed to make to you. And you have to talk to her at night in the first area. I'm going it just fills in your pouch. It's not. I've literally have not been back there when it's been night and returned right. it tonight. And I'm like, I don't even fucking care. Whatever. I guess it's not worth a thing because my pouch has been full for about four hours. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I got two and they're both full also. And that <laughs> makes me upset because my brain's broken. <laughs> um, one of the other things you have to do in this area is you have to get the bounty list from uh, the Mika's Moon Shrine. And um, this is one of the things I think is really cool. 
is the fact that we have this like specialty group of demons that we have to kind of hunt down. Uh, so like immediately after you leave the hut, you run into one of the demons and um, they only come out at night, which is kind of frustrating. Um, but I, I really like this. And I like the fact that like after you defeat one of the demons on that list, you have to physically take your paintbrush and cross them off the list. It's like super satisfying. I, I love that aspect. Yeah. Super. Yes. Yeah, super satisfying. satisfying. That's what I said. Thank you. I know, but you're you cut off. You froze for a minute after Super. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, super. because I was so dramatic. Pause. That's right. <laughs> it's like it's like a good, exciting motivator to kind of keep coming back to this area because I think they all happen in this one area. Oh, and do I think they? You only oh. get. I think so. I have I not found the second one, so I don't know. Yeah, I've yeah, literally just right. got that one when you leave. I have and... not either. I have yeah. also not found the second one. Yeah, so just like leave and come back into the area and at nighttime, and I think they'll. I don't think you'll see more than one. Um, Interesting. Did yeah. you read about this in a guide? No. That's just name? my experience. Only Ryan. This is the Zelda expert you're <laughs> talking trust to you. Here. Quick, talk shit about Ryan while he's not here. <laughs> no. Anyways, you see a sign for a God of Forest. Um, but you can't go there yet because, of course, of course you can't go there yet. Why would you be able to immediately go to a God of Forest, even though that's where you need to go? So you have to go back to Kamiki Village. I hope you guys enjoy backtracking because we're going to be doing that a lot. That's super fun. Shit ton. And, uh, but when we go and do that, we got to go to Kamiki Village and bring all the trees back to life, which I actually do enjoy that. So I guess I'm complaining about nothing. Because <laughs> uh, the guy with the beehive on his head the was orange man mr orange no yeah. no 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 no. when you first enter there's the guy with the basket that's oh we only need 13 more trees i'm gonna oh, dance like yeah, a yeah, yeah. yes yeah. Well, uh, i also like how mr orange has to get drunk to do the dance <laughs> well yeah i mean way he that's has relatable i only dance when i'm drunk did you talk to that guy with the basket on his head the first time you come into kamiki village after you oh yeah unstatue everyone how many Maybe. times did you talk to him before you realized it was just the same thing over and over well, if you long. do the fight fast enough, he won't keep causing the fight. What is he like? Some praise under thirteen seconds. Fuck me! <laughs> it wasn't in the by guide. two seconds. <laughs> you got to get a better guide, man. I don't yeah, know what right. yeah what? I you wasn't looking at a guide at that point. Get I the cream of strategy, I, uh, guide, right? Get that IGN walkthrough <laughs> queued up. I, I've been watching the IGN walkthrough. Yeah, but I didn't I fucking knew it. I, knew I didn't. It. That's why I said it. I, I didn't it. bring that up until. Uh, it was a later point. It was like um, there was a later. It was point like when you're game. crossing that river. At yeah, that river. Yeah, that's, that's about what. I was just kidding. No, <laughs> no, no, not that river. No, the, the the river into the forest. Oh, okay, okay. that river sticks. That's, yeah. I just want to be clear. I pulled up a guide a few times. Like, I don't want to dunk on people for yeah, using no, guides. Like, on. enjoy oh, yeah, games the way here. you enjoy games. No, like, we... I use the guide for this as well because we're under a time limit. Chris, that's we, the only reason we are I, dunking I on people here. We dunk on each other. That's yeah. what we okay. do. Yeah, using a guide out there, that's perfectly fine. If Ryan uses a guide, that's what straight up, straight up, Dominic Wilkins on these guys. You know, I'm recording the footage for this playthrough, so I didn't want my footage just be me running in circles for 30 minutes. Did yeah, you did you did you upload it though? Like, is it? Yeah, yeah. We're ready four for videos are up right now. Four of the anyway. videos are up right now. So you talk uh, to Mister have... Orange, and he's like, "Hey, why don't you circle these peaches on this tree?" And and you're just like, "I would love nothing more than to look at this guide and circle these peaches on this tree." <laughs> so you circle. He's the... doing his fun little dance. Yeah, yeah he's, he's having a good time. Everybody's having a good time. Doing his and parappa then... the rapper dance. 
And then uh, after you do this, you get the water lily technique, which is another thing that I super love to do. Uh, I think this is great. Um, I think that's where this game shines a lot is the way that they use the paintbrush techniques throughout the world and how they let you traverse, which we'll get to another one as we get to one of the areas later. But um, you go back to the Shinru fields and you are able to use the water lily technique to traverse a river that you were not able to traverse before because you are not able to swim across it without drowning yes. because uh, wolves hate water because games uh, because Amaterasu is the sun god and does not like water no, the mother of all things god of all things so now but you can draw water lilies into existence but is the idea that a wolf can balance itself on a water lily really that's a god enough. okay okay that's what yeah uh but uh, that, I think this is the monkey that like crashes down into the glass screen, the one that gives you the little lily pads. The one that's, has that's my favorite animation. It's a very good symbols. One. I thought that was the second one, the floral one. I have it written down here, but I don't know. It, it oh, there's multiple monkeys, I think. There are three. Monkeys. Oh yeah, there's yeah. like three, yeah, three or four. Yeah, there, there's three of them because I yeah. think the the last one actually says like I'm the third of, yeah, all of them. Yep. Yeah, and I I also wanted to say like uh when we hit Shinshu Fields originally is when the game started feeling look good when i actually started liking the game uh it feels a lot like a zelda game at that point where you're getting a lot of little quests meeting a lot of little characters that have little things they want you to do for them and you get rewarded for them yeah i agree um so you make your way across the little river here and you finally enter agata forest and um this place is really bad you know uh there's nowhere that you can really walk at all (laughs) so how long did it figure out for you to figure out that you had to go along that little sliver can you say that again sliver. <laughs> um, it didn't take me that long. Uh, I figured out pretty quickly that you, you you don't have a lot of room to walk. So uh, when I realized I couldn't walk in that area, you figured swam? out where I could walk pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything is kind of covered in this curse, and you are kind of stuck to a very singular path, and you have to make your way around and close to the wall. And you find a sapling behind a waterfall. And the fact that they hit it behind a waterfall, good game design. So the first thing I actually came into contact with in this area was the fortune teller. Me too. Who, who like tells your fortune that you're going to find the sapling. <laughs> that's about that the fortune? Seconds. I didn't pay her. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. Oh, yeah. It was like, she's like, you're going to find a sapling hidden in the forest and restore mm-hmm. the world. Another Legend of Zelda trope. A yeah. fortune teller, you pay money to tell you what to do next. Yeah, it's not even what to do. Like her, her like little fortunes are completely stupid. Like, oh, sure. you're gonna have a doggone time trying to figure this one out. Well, isn't that a Waka fortune though? Oh yeah, that is, is Waka it? definitely gives you that yeah. fortune about doggone. I had mm-hmm. that written down somewhere. A now. doggone difficult about. mission. Well, yeah, I thought it was her. Anyways, you find the sapling behind the waterfall area, and you rejuvenate it. You rejuvenate the area, and the chest pops up, and you get a new weapon type, and you get a sub-weapon. This is the first sub-weapon. We've already talked about sub-weapons like an hour ago or something. We've talked about this rosary thing a lot. Yeah, I don't think we need to go any deeper. When was that? It's a whip. A while ago. Yeah, it's a very good whip. Moving on. Good whip. After you get your sub-weapon, you run into Waka. Waka Waka, who is? Well, I literally uh, just—I just literally thought of Final Fantasy X. Yeah. I thought this was super weird. Ball, he's man. like a weird French Japanese swordsman. He's like saying French words all over the place, but then he's—I thought just... you would dig him. Like he's French, man. He's I got a lightsaber. Listen, mm-hmm. French and Japanese; those things don't mix. It's very weird. He's got like blonde it. hair. Obviously, he's not Japanese. It is weird. It is... He's got like a bird 
and then he's got wings hanging off his head but, and he floats um, this, down. This, this was the first time where I was like, oh, this is a actual hard fight. Like, I have to actually try in this fight. Yeah. Um, because I wasn't expecting him to come at me so aggressively. Um, and then... This is but another... Then, then you use the sub-weapon, and once you realize that the sub-weapon kicks ass, it's just like, oh, okay, this fight's not so bad. Yeah. yeah. If uh, you use the, I didn't use the piece, it, just, it just does tons of damage over time on him. Mm-hmm. This is another instance of like Japanese myth coming to the game. Uh, Waka is a, a figure from Japanese mythology who actually fought Amaterasu in a sword fight at one point. Yeah, he's Did a he play ball ball player. Ball, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, people give Waka shit in Final Fantasy X, but he is awesome at the end. Like I Waka, use Waka, fucking Waka. ton. Waka Waka, Blitz ball. Uh, yeah, I like in the like conversation you have after that. Uh, he's kind of talking about Orochi and as soon says the name and I like that it's kind of like Voldemort where it's like even saying the name could get you cursed Mm -hmm. they kind of talk about that it's cool yep moving on I didn't really I guess that was one of the things I didn't really notice is uh, that nobody said Orochi's name at all do you think that the final boss or like one of the final bosses might have something to do with Waka like it's gonna be Susano No, I, I know, but do you think that Waka will be, like, a big... Well, you fight him every time you see him, right? Yeah. Right. But do I... you think he'll, like, come around? No, or... he he reminds me of the guy from the Yakuza series that you always fight. Majima? But Majima yeah. is, like, a friend. Like, you yeah, fight him. Yeah, I feel like him, Waka's going like, to be on your friend. side, Billion. I feel like he's the yeah. Obi-Wan. He's trying to train you, but, like, he's testing you the... every time they yeah. fight. We're kind of jumping ahead here, but after the second fight, that's what he... It seems like he's testing your strength to make sure that you're ready for what's to come. Yeah. That that would f- fill the role of Waka more. I feel someone who is a a test, not they a friendly rival, so to speak. A, a regular Gary to Ash, if you will, a sure. rival. Well, Gary says smell you later, so I don't know Gary's how friendly kind of he is. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So you run into Waka. Um. Uh, you use that. You fight him. After fighting Waka, you run into Kokiri for the first time who's going to be around for a long time. And he wants you to find his dog who went missing. And uh, then you get to go fish. I was expecting that. Kokiri, he's got this little bunny hat on. That's like literally the bunny mask from Majora's Mask and (laughs) the N64 uh, Zelda games that speeds you up. It's just a cute, uh, another. uh, Very close to uh, Kakariko. You know, mm-hmm. is Kokiri Kakariko. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I relate yeah. a Which lot I think, with Kokiri. I, I think you have to deliver the uh a mask to Kakariko Village, the fox mask, right before you go up to Goron Mountain. Yeah, that sounds right. So which it's kind of a close proximity to the bunny mask and just masks in general and mm-hmm. Kokiri. But I'm 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 trying. <laughs> I'm, I'm reaching. Very I'm good. reaching. You're reaching. Thank you. I can see oh, it. there you go. Thank you. Um, what? Ta-da! <laughs> what was that? I I like Masks. the uh, I, I like the coming of age story essentially that Kokari has. Uh, yeah. You know, it's oh, short, he's... it's sweet, but it is this like he's a young boy. His dad expects more of him. He's afraid to, you know, try more adventurous things with his life. But like, I don't know. It's inspiring, even though he's a young. I, boy, I love how his dad is like, hey tiny child go fix this bridge, bridge over a giant <laughs> raging river he doesn't incredibly unsafe. he doesn't do it you do it 
Look, all right, but it... that's a bad dad. No wonder <laughs> he's sitting there crying. He's With crying Su- all the time Su- because Subia. his dad is like, "Hey, go fix this bridge. This river is raging over here. It is crazy." Yeah. And then when he go, he says, "Okay, I'll do it." He's like, "Oh, maybe that, maybe that was a bad idea." Like yeah. once he's gone. Oh yeah. Um, it's it's ridiculous. But, but at, at this point, at this so... point, he has a missing dog, right? Yeah, yes. and it, it, you have to go fish because his dog was left in Suta ruins. We haven't got there yet. But uh, you have to go fish because the fish has swallowed the key to the ruins because uh, Kokiri is a big baby and he they got scared or something and they ran out of the ruins and he left his dog behind because he's not a good dog owner because who leaves a dog baby. behind, you know? Um, but you catch a big-ass fish and it'll give you the ruins key, which you can use for the suit to ruins and help Kokiri and his dog who was left behind. Fuck so, yeah, Zelda dungeon, finally. Right, here we go. first Zelda dungeon. Oh my god, we're only on this page. This is a Zelda dungeon? We're on page three yes. of five of my notes, so we need to... <laughs> this is what Zelda dungeons are like. Did you like this area, Tom? Suta ruins? Oh, well, then don't what? play fucking Zelda. Put an arrow in this fucking <laughs> Play Breath of the door. Wild. That doesn't really have dungeons. This right. part was fun, Tom. Be quiet. I did okay. enjoy this, so that tells I like me it. I need to play more Zelda games. You should. I should. Okay, so when you get to the Suta Ruins right at the beginning, there's a bunch of nasty purple water, and you can't go in the water here because it will F you up and your lily pads too. Mm -hmm. So you make your way through the dungeon. There's only like one path you can really follow, um, and you will happen upon a new enemy, the Bud Ogres. And we haven't really talked about enemy types, um, but you've run across a couple different enemies up to this point. You have the regular imps, you have the guitar imps, you have the yellow imps, which are like the ones that beat the drums yeah. and go into the ground. Um, so the, have it... the regular imps are green imps, and then I think it's red imps or the guitar. Red imps? and yellow, yeah. Yeah. And um, we run into a new enemy here, the Bud Ogres, which are, uh, to me, really badass uh, because you just like have to fight them and then you have to cut open their bud basically and then rejuvenate it. I think you rejuvenate it first, then you cut their butt. Whatever. You, you get what I'm saying. It you, makes you, you use your full move set in a yes. way that no other Thank you. Really at this point, yes. This Thank point. you. Um, so you fight this, and uh, after you fight it, you, you'll find another sphere that you have to put onto a pedestal, and uh, then some mushrooms grow, which this part is very fun. It reminded me of a part in Nino Kuni, which if you've ever played Nino Kuni... Um, you get to do this and it's fun and everybody should play that game because it's great. It's a good game. Put it on the list. You might like it, Ryan. It's got some Pokemon elements. Ooh, very, put it on very the much, list. <laughs> very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, like it and I don't like Pokemon. There you go. Excuse me. I don't um, know if that's so, an endorsement or the opposite. <laughs> Studio Ghibli did the art for it. So yeah. it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you make the sun shine through a crack in the wall in the ceiling. Um, on these mushrooms and you make them grow which can be used to get to the next area and as you move along you have to run along a platform and it falls apart underneath you very uh, nathan drake-esque if you will uh very action oriented section here were you genuine along the lines of ratchet and clank with your booster boots in a certain area where you have to do a trial here okay Uh were you at all worried? Oh, yeah. I haven't played Ratchet and Clank, Tom. Otherwise, I'd probably agree with you. I know it's not PS5. You don't have new stuff. That's I funny. haven't played the older what Ratchet and Clank. I played the game that part just this came weekend. out last week. <laughs> Did it? Uh, yeah, fucking beat it already, man. That's fast. Were you all at all worried about like that path catching up to you when you fall into your death? 
No, and I don't think it did. It no. it did for me. I had to jump a couple of times to okay. give it a second to come mm. up because I would have fallen to my death. You should ask Ryan about the guide that he's using next time. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you fall there, do you just have to like run back up the whole it, path? It just restarts. Dungeon? Yeah, it oh, restarts. Uh, and... uh, okay, so... Um, once you get through that, you have to run along the platforms and you'll eventually run into a blockhead, which is the enemy that we have kind of alluded to where Isun is like, hey, tackle it and it'll show you these stupid weak points and you have to touch these weak points in the exact same formation that they showed up on the body. Or at least close proximity. Yeah, close proximity too. Um, how do we yeah. feel about the blockheads? It's a, it's a thwomp. It's a Mario sixty four Yep. I like how you can run into it earlier and it's just its ass and you can clearly see its arms, but it's like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Yeah, I drew, I don't know, like six sets of power slashes before. Yeah, I like the second one, especially that we run into later that has like four points. I would always be just a little bit off. You have to be not incredibly precise, but pretty precise. And I'm stupid. So I missed it on the second one have a, like, a couple times. My issue um, was I did the first one. And then after the second one came about, uh, I it had been so long since I had done the first one. It had been a couple days that I forgot how to do it. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> what am I supposed to do here? And There's I a second a one? Yeah. yeah. In the village and that we go to later. Yeah, to get one of the dogs. Oh. It's behind Motherfucking the dogs. I guess I didn't oh. see that one. Well, I think you did so it. You had to have seen it. You literally have to go past it. I definitely did only one of those in the mission in like in that the the dungeon. I did not do one in a village. I guess if you use a guide, it just no, doesn't yeah, does it have like a no, glitch the through the wall village. thing on my guide? <laughs> nope. You have to do it to get the dog. No, I didn't have to to get it the is dog. Mandatory. Yes, you do. What are you it's talking not. about? Stop lying. No, think, wait, wait, wait. He, he, he uploaded the footage. He uploaded the footage, right? That's I mean, there's right. video <laughs> evidence. <laughs> I think there might it might just be a couple items back there. Actually, Chris, run the thing about. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think it is just a couple items. Oh my god! I think it's just a couple items that are back there because I remember being kind of disappointed. I had to cut a bamboo for a dog. I had to like. We haven't gotten there yet. You're spoiling. Oh, spoilers! Such spoilers. People haven't bamboo? played this far yet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so you Let's get to uh, the boss. Be quiet. <laughs> the boss is awesome. You make him crumble. The boss. Um, after you make him crumble, you pick up the key that appears and you take it back to the lock. Because of we, as we make made our way through this path, there's really only been one path. We run by a door um, that had a lock on it, so we take the key back to the door with a lock on it. It's an arrow. Which could be used as a key. In the shape of a key. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't anymore. They said it's an arrow. Everything's Anyways. Fine. So you continue on. Um, and you come across the uh, demon gates. I think this is the first time we come across the demon gates. And the demon gates are these tiny little objects within the environment that you have to pass through. And it opens up a combat area. And as you complete these, it kind of resurrects the area that you are in. Um, how do we feel about the demon gates? They're kind of like mini bosses or like sub mini bosses. Yeah. I like the fact that it's more opportunities to revive, like resurrect the area. And I think you get like praise or something. Mm-hmm. For yeah. Too, right? And it's like waves yeah. too. It's not just like a one set. Like you kill the, yeah, some of them have multiple enemies. Yeah. It's definitely more yeah. of a challenge than yeah. the normal combat. I definitely you know? hit every one of those where I run by a lot of the random battles. Yeah. 
So um, once you do all these, another set of mushrooms will pop up and you will once again look up to the sky, draw a sun and make those grow. And we will use these to climb up even higher. Um, this part is actually really cool. I like this part where you climb up from the mushrooms to the top of the waterfall. And there are these four spouts that are kind of spewing this toxic sludge or this um, whatever, this curse into the river. And you have to break all of these like little monuments or statues that are spitting out this purple shit into the river to clear it up. Um, and I liked it. I love this part. Anytime you get a clear river, it reminded me of um, Banjo-Tooie. You know, make a couple of Banjo-Kazooie references here. There is a factory level, and you can't really go in the water in that level because it's all toxic. Reminded me of that. It's very fun. To me. Fun to me. Um, Do I need to play Banjo? Is that what? No. Okay. Just nuts and bolts. Just nuts and bolts, just nuts and bolts nuts. Tom? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I have tons of fun in nuts and bolts. I, I bet Ryan would like nuts and nuts bolts. Nuts and bolts is fine. It's a, <laughs> it's it's a right. fine game, but it's not a Banjo game. So. It's about building cars, right? I would probably actually It's about building yeah, anything, man. Yeah. That's true. Um, anyways, so you, um, go back, you can follow the river back and you go to the beginning of the ruins and you hop across to this area that you were not able to get to. Like you see this area at the very start of the dungeon, but you were not able to access it because of the sludge in the water. You cannot draw your lily pads, but now there is a clear rock path to this opening that you can finally go into. So you go back and you hop across the rocks to a cave at the center you couldn't get to before. And uh, you have to complete another constellation within this area, and you unlock a new paintbrush technique, which is the vine brush technique. Um, the vine brush allows you to attach to these different blooms that are all over the place that help you reach newer heights. It's fantastic, and it increases the traversal. How do we so, all feel about the vine brush? Yeah, so speaking it's about a, these blooms, though, like you remember in the first area where it shows the one, but as it's talking about the tree, and I was like, how the fuck do I get this? And I spent, like, it's by that waterfall, and I spent all this time trying to try and get to it, only to realize, like, obviously now is when you use it. And I was like, well, I thought those were something I was supposed to be collecting. Ah. Uh, this is yeah so this is the claw shot from legend of zelda yes talking yes about items that oh yeah along. yeah um, uh like it has some uses that like the claw shot would not do like you you don't always have to connect to yourself you can connect other things like mm -hmm. we do in the boss but for the most part you use it as a hook shot claw shot thingy mm -hmm. Yeah. So we kind of go back a ways that we were before that one of the things about this dungeon it's very straightforward so as soon as you get this, like you are kind of put directly on the path of where you need to go and you use the uh, vine brush technique and you make your way up and around and eventually you'll find this giant lid that you can attach to these blooms that are floating above in the environment. And I, I really like this part is immediately showed the versatility of this technique and how you were going to be able to use it within the environment and within the game. And so you attach this giant lid or this it, I, don't, I don't know what you talk. It looked like the, just the top of a statue to me, but you attach it to the buds and it floats up. And then once it floats up and comes off of the statue, you are able to finally jump inside. And once we jump inside, we come across the first boss of the game, which is the spider queen. And this talk is the animation it. where they just, they shove that dog butt right in your camera. <laughs> I did Actually the fishing, I think is the first time it shows the do dog uh, butt. 
but yeah. talk about the spider queen i gotta go pee <laughs> spider queen like uh awesome design i really like the yep. way this boss looked uh the whole battles in general because he's just basically spinning around shooting those blossoms ivy to its butthole yep. so it falls on the ground and he just beat the living piss out of it mm-hmm. uh very simplistic but i really 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 like the design of this um boss yeah, and this is the first instance. I mean, combat is straightforward in this game up until this point. This is the first time where you've had to do something other than direct Hit, attacks yeah. to make. Oh, well, no, I guess there's the butt ogres that we talked about that. Yeah, where you got to do the bloom. Yeah. Yeah, but like this is like kind of the next step of that where mm-hmm. you have to use Vine to make it vulnerable. How long did it take you guys a while to, like, how long did it take you guys to find this? Oh, I, I I figured it out immediately. Like Tom said, the design is great. I saw the hooks on the back. So again, I wasn't looking at the guide at this point. Uh, <laughs> I see that look, Chris. Uh, <laughs> no, like because like I could I could see the hooks on the butt of the spider. I could see the the flowers hovering around the field. I, I, I immediately knew that what the game wanted me to do was yeah. use the new tool it had just given me to defeat this boss. Absolutely, and that that's also a very Zelda thing is use the tool in the boss fight. Uh, this is also a really good, and we mentioned it earlier, but like this, I feel like the game is forcing you, if you haven't done it yet, to when you go into paint mode, to move the camera away from Ami a bit. Like, because mm-hmm. you have to, to angle some of these uh, hooks, these vines. So, yeah, because sure. you have to, a lot of the time you're just face on, so you got to spin it around just so you can see all the different uh, balloons that you can actually attach to mm-hmm. the hooks. Also, just a terrifying face on this thing, considering this is like a family game and like a pretty bright game. Yeah, this thing. Yeah, that's a Dark Souls. I'm looking at the boss fight now. That's a Dark (laughs) Souls looking face. I really enjoy the design of this enemy. Yep. Uh, Overall, I really enjoyed this fight. I thought it was super fun and unique. And, uh, you know, as Chris said a second ago, it's very Zelda like, you know, as soon as you get a technique, you immediately or a an item, you use that item or technique within the fight to, you know, fight that boss and uh, I uh, immediately ramped up the combat for me where like the combat had been the one thing that had been really lacking up to this point I was like oh okay this is what you can actually do with this combat and what you've given me to this extent and uh, I thought it was great so speaking on this do you think that it's going to like as you hit more bosses do you think it's going to add more and more and more or you think it's going to be like you learn this skill you use that skill or do you think it's going to be like you're going to have to start using like everything I hope it's a combination of everything. Yeah, I hope it's everything. Because if it is everything, then this game is going to absolutely, you know, stand up to the hype that it has. But it, it has it, to be everything without telling you. Yeah. You know, like every, like so far, everything's been like telegraphed. Like, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't this, want you soon popping that. up and be like, hey, hook these hooks to her butt. <laughs> hey, you dumb shit. Why aren't you doing this? Why don't you look at the IGN guide? <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing through Skyward Sword for my podcast uh, and like the dungeons in that game are, are great, but like, it does feel like the boss fights are the thing you learn in that dungeon up until like the last dungeon where it's just use everything throughout the whole thing. So I'm hoping that's not the trend in this, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of more yeah. like focus yeah. on the item. You get. But I want it to be like, it's, you have to use the skills that you've learned, but yeah. not in the order that you've learned them and not mm. telegraphed. So it's like, that would be great. shit, you got to do this over here. Maybe it's like something you learned in the middle and then something in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the bloom awesome. is like one of the last things you have to use. And like, but it doesn't telegraph it to you. Like you got to figure it out. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they throw more because th- we already had we're a third of the way roughly through the game and we have a little bit more than half of the brush powers. I wouldn't be surprised if they mix that in a little bit more, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they go the route of Skyward Sword and save it until just the very last dungeon before they finally start to mix and match. Yeah, sure. Yep. All right. Anything else on the Spider Queen before we uh... she's fucking awesome. Oh, just really quick. We haven't really said it, but like before a new enemy or before a new boss, you get this like static Japanese art image mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the enemy. I love these. Oh, images. yeah. Like the this little scrolls. Like, yeah. Of of the enemy you're about to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so cool. This is also kind of like a Yakuza touch, like we mentioned before. Like a lot of those fights, they'll have like a cool name sequence of the enemy. This is that game's or that is this game's version of it. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It's really cool. Those are the moments that make me go to like Google and like Japanese mythology, this name, Japanese mythology, this name. Uh, ever since I watched Naruto and I learned that a lot of those names were tied to real Japanese mythology, I've been very curious about Japanese mythology. And this game ties into that a lot because a lot of those names are directly like I've been talking about this whole podcast tied into Japanese mythology. Uh, so every time I see an enemy that gets one of those scroll drawings, uh, I'm immediately like pausing the game, going to Google, who is this person? What do they do in, in Japanese mythology? What is the difference between the game and the real mythology in the real world? Um, that That's stuff that super interests me. That's cool. Yep. It's good. Um, so after you defeat the Spider Queen, uh, you get Ume, who was Kokiri's little doggy that he left behind and got swallowed by the Spider Queen. It was a really weird placement for that dog within He's that. Chilling Spider on the Queen inside. Too. Yeah, <laughs> just like hanging out like just taking a nap. Yeah, I really thought there'd be some kind of consequence for it being stuck inside of its butt that whole time, but it was just like, fine. I, Games. You know. I think that kind of fits in with some of the theming the rest of the game has had, though. Like like Amaterasu falling asleep during important like information cutscenes, you know, stuff like that. Like having Ume, especially with what we find out ume later like having them be asleep in the belly of this giant monster is a little comical and i'm down i'm like i'm there for it it's like doesn't isun say something yeah like doesn't isun say something like weird like it's like it doesn't eat like something and then he's like well you just ate a fucking dog we know you ate a dog we saw the dog inside Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. yep um also you get a new weapon right here as well um as you get ume you get immediately get a new weapon it's the like gold sun disc. Yep. I don't know if you guys have been using that or not. That's the one I've been using as yeah. my main. So I've never tried a lot of damage. I've been using like it as my sub piece. weapon. It's a larger shield than the base version. Yeah, uh, which we should talk about real quick. In the last like area before you enter this dungeon, and the area we're going back to, I guess, you're able to buy some golden powder to like upgrade your weapons from yep. the merchant there. Uh, you're able to buy a couple. And I, I bought those, and I used them on the first two weapons, and I only read later for on the golden powder's description, like will not make it stronger than weapons you get later though in the game or maybe it was uh, i like looked it up on online or something and i was like okay well i'm gonna keep buying these but i'm not gonna use them until i'm at the end of the game now because i don't want to not have any for the strongest weapons that we get at the end you had me worried for you had me worried for a second chris because i did remember hearing about upgrading weapons through a a scene and it was like will not upgrade weapons stronger but i didn't realize what that item was and i hadn't upgraded any weapons yet so i was like okay i'm not too worried about it because i'll get stronger weapons later on uh, but <laughs> I, I like I I have not done that. I haven't interacted with that at all yet. Yeah, I mean it's a simple like 
a to b kind of interaction it's just either you have used gold powder on it or you have not for every weapon and you can just only use the gold powder on a weapon once I okay. and it becomes slightly stronger because i love them so much <laughs> yeah i, I think i have all my weapons so. upgraded as of right now so it just i, I feel like the gold powder is going to be in abundance so it's not one of those things that i'm what? worried about there's exactly 15 weapons and 15 gold powders in the game. There you go. All so right. if you do literally everything, then yes, you will get enough gold powders. <laughs> I guess right. I'll just or you don't do buy it. them at all and don't upgrade anything and you still beat it. Yeah, no, it's not the hard game, so it's fine. <laughs> at least so far. So now that we have Ume back, we're going to go back to Kakori. And he's going to finally finish building the bridge because he feels strong. He feels powerful. He's got his mojo back he's not um, doing shit i could get used to this that's right <laughs> he goes and uh he goes to finish the the bridge and then susano comes in on his log and just ruins it all he just comes in we here. haven't talked about this either but like all of his little techniques are fucking hilarious i love all the little techniques that he comes up with like this is my implosion explosion in technique yeah i don't know sounds like a little kid called. Yeah, no, it, it's called Implosion Explosion. That's exactly okay. what it is. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine. Tyler, everyone's going to come around on it. Uh, I don't even like games. I don't even know why I'm on this podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Doesn't like games, plays four games a week, it feels this like. Isn't a one, this isn't a <laughs> One Piece game. What are you talking about? I didn't even play One Piece games. I hit the like gum gum fruit. That is what it's called. Thank you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Up. Oh, uh, Ryan's fucking shit up. Here we go. Chris is pissed. I clicked uh, incorrectly. I'm no. so sorry. Everything looks fine. <laughs> it's fine. He hates you just a little bit, but it's fine. Yeah. All right. I'll live. Anyways, so Susano <laughs> swings on in. Am I good to go? I can, I yeah. Can go right do it. Okay, let's go, man. Great. The best part in the game right here. <laughs> Shut up, Tom. Try to go. Susano <laughs> swings in on his log. Riding it like a wild hog in a bar somewhere in the middle so of Texas. Dirty. So dirty. It's about to be roundhouse by who, who's that dude that's in Roadhouse? Swayze? Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. They're going to fucking rip his throat out. <laughs> that's right. I have uh, no idea what's happening. Uh, watch Roadhouse. Very no, funny thanks. movie reference, uh, but it just felt Roadhouse is a fantastic movie. Anyways. So this is the part we've been alluding to many a times that Ryan just somehow nailed in the first attempt. Um, you have to hook this log onto the blooms. You use that vine technique that we've just learned and you have to hook it onto the blooms as the yeah. log is making its way down this rapidly flowing well, river. And if you don't do it within the allotted amount of time, you fall over a waterfall and you have to start all, all over. And it sucks. Not, not just that you have to hook it up. You have three on the right side and three on the left side. And you have to collect, connect left blooms to left hooks and right bloom strike really because it wouldn't That's let me connect it did it did yeah, not it did, did not let me connect a right bloom to a left hook on on I my playthrough but i still got it first try maybe it was left bloom to right hook i don't know but i definitely like accidentally did that a couple times and was like that shouldn't work like that but sure the big problem with this section is the one-two punch of how quickly the yes. hooks go by but also they take up such little screen space like yes. you can barely see them. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I know think how this you is do the this. one time where you are not able to maneuver the camera when nope. you are in the paint mode. Yeah, it's a locked camera. Yeah, so. such a weird difficulty spike. It, yeah, what if you're fucking stupid. super high like Ryan? You can do it on the first try. That's right. Yes, that's the secret. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, play, well, smoke weed when you play video games. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, the thing is, like, I could 
I could grab a ton of those flowers. I just kept like I would it bring wasn't the light over. Right. Yeah. yeah, I would yeah, bring it that, past that because I did not know that you needed to look for when the green if the dot is green when you get onto the log. Yeah, like, it'll shoot like the little golden. leaf things off. But even still when it, I was yeah. doing that, it wasn't connecting. That's weird. This is a very visual representation. So if you're listening to the audio version, watch that video version. Because when the blooms would be on the left or right, I would like start over here and try to connect one. And I did I did a lot of crisscrossing. And if I tried to crisscross one, there would be one like down over here perfectly. But the brush would say that I could connect to it. You know, that little bloom would pop up when, you know, you have like that green little sparkle thing that pops up saying, oh, hey, you can connect to this thing. And it would pop up. And as soon as I would let it go, it would just retract back to the bloom and it would keep going. It's like, what the f- this that game's was, a fucking liar. You know, when you crisscross like that, all you got to do is jump. What? 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 Do you guys not know what crisscross is? Crisscross episode? Nine. Oh, okay. Crisscross will make you jump. We got it. Yeah, my brain went to where <laughs> Tyler went, crisscross episode. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Boo. Boo. I thought it was another mechanic that we completely <laughs> bypassed. I was no, he's just another. old. He just said an old t- man reference over here. Put your clothes on backwards, you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but eventually you stop the log, and somehow when you stop the log, it flings it backwards and creates a bridge with the log. That and looks stupid. Magic. It does look stupid, and when you have to pass it later on because there's some it's backtracking. Even stupider. That's right. That's why we say it. It's even stupider. <laughs> So Did you have to walk over that bridge again? I don't remember having yes, to walk. Because you have to go back to get the doggy dogs. Unless you have a mermaid coin. Yeah, unless you use the mermaid coin. I had yeah, a mermaid, mermaid coin. coins. Yeah. Well, you get the one from. I bought. Who used? I used I the IGN like guide, 10. which tells you where all the mermaid coins. As soon the as merchant? they gave me the one mermaid coin, <laughs> I bought ten. I keep ten on me. Yeah, I bought five. Yeah, I got that thing on me. <laughs> Anyways, you go to Taka Pass. And of course, when you go to Taka Pass, it's cursed. So you have to clear it out. So you blow up a nearby wall and you find our buddy Waka. He's waiting for us. Waka Waka. He's ready for a fight. Well, you so. fight him twice so in such close proximity. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. I didn't really think it's about crazy that. how fast. Yeah. Um, so we fight him and then you win and you continue on. But I believe when you fight him the second time, you get to a little bit of lore as far as like, that's when he kind of states that he's like kind of testing you to mm-hmm. make sure that you're ready for Orochi later on. He wants yeah. to make sure that you're strong enough. Because the only thing he says after the first fight is that you don't feel like the same Amaterasu that he fought 100 years ago or whatever. Yeah, he, he's basically just like, he comments on the lack of strength a lot. Mm-hmm. And then after the second fight, he's like, well, may- maybe. He's like, kombucha girl have you ever seen that gif where she's like <laughs> you know that one yeah and then he drinks a bottle of wine because he's french that's right because that's all the french do is drink wine and eat cheese uh eat baguettes uh, sir i was gonna say maybe maybe he's like it's a croissant by the way. maybe he's like an impa equivalent <laughs> yeah that that's the kind of feel that i got for him as well is a very trainer-esque like Mm. Or a uh, a Qui Gon Jin, if you will. Sure. I you said Obi Wan. Get used to it. Obi Wan, or Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so we build a bridge in Taka Pass to get to the Guardian Sapling and restore the area. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you can explore here, as far as animals, uh, trees that you want to resurrect. There's a little fun mole mini game 
Did you guys do the little mole minigame? Yes. Yeah, what yeah. was the item for, though? I got the item, and I just... I think it was uh, a treasure. Cup. I don't know. It's, no, it's that teacup that you give to the lady, the tea lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, oh, shit, you got my teacup. Now I can make the tea for this motherfucker over here. Yeah, it's exactly like meat water. <laughs> yeah, it's like meat water when you're doing that. She gives you something in return for it as well, right? Sexual favor or something. Probably. I don't think that's correct, Tom. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. God. Come I'm on. I'm going to Google it. I don't remember. <laughs> it wasn't. Anyways, you will receive a golden mushroom in return, an item that yeah! will be used for a long time. That's Thank it. you. Nice. Uh, this off. was the point in the game where I wrote down like I would really like to go back to the dojo and back to the city because I've gotten a couple of these plants and to cut down like the the flower or the fruits. And it. I really hope that there is a fast travel at some point because I don't want to run all the way back there. And thank God, shortly after they do introduce one. Yeah, but it's not very good. I don't like it. The fast travel system I, is I still run. It's fine. Yeah, it's kind of okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I agree it's, with Chris. It's serviceable. It's trash. Yeah, We're gonna go kinda... with Skelly ratings here. It's it's garbage. <laughs> okay, hey, we're we're almost there. Almost there. <laughs> Kusa Village. Just we're going to Kusa Village. To you can do whatever you want, but then eventually you have to make your way to Kusa Village. And I would be remiss if I did not bring up the fact that I love that when you're in an area like this and you look around and you see the tags for the environments in the sky. We have not mentioned it yet. It's so good. It's It's incredible. Not only that, but when you look into the distance and it's just literally like a paintbrush stroke of a mountain, like it's just in the distance. That's how they do the outer distances. It's just like a single like line of stuff. Yep. And it's it's awesome. For sure. I think it also ties back because in the beginning of the game, they, they tell you this legend and then they're like, well, the, that isn't the end of this legend. This legend lives on. And this is like the second half of this legend that isn't told. So like the fact that you get to see the names of the places written in the sky is almost like a book retelling this legend again. Yeah, so, that was the kind of the feel that I was getting for this game. Is nice. uh, a history, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or, or a painting of this history that has been passed down that I wouldn't be surprised if we see that at the end. Yeah. Um, so we make our way into Kusa village for princess Fuse. Fuse. How, how are we saying Fuse. Fuse? Fuse? Say Fuse. Yeah, Fuse. 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 It's probably yeah. Fuse. I really like this village. Like mm-hmm. this is a lot of vertical spaces. Climbing oh, the way it looks like... is very cool. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, also and like, Having just gotten Vine, we didn't really talk about it, but like you realize how much verticality is in this game. Uh, there, there really are a lot of places above where the camera normally is fixated uh, that you can get to. Also, when you come into this place, you can't do shit. It like drains yeah. all of your ink. Like you can't yeah. jack shit. Yeah, it's, and it's you lose like cursed. you lose everything. Like you literally are just a white wolf running around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you are the wolf that all the normal people who don't believe in the gods as strongly as they used to see. You you don't have the Amaterasu yep. markings. You don't have the weapon hovering over your back or around your body. You know whatever weapon you're using. But this is, again, this is one of those things that has been kind of frustrating about this game. Is it's such a narrow path, right? Is every section, like, before you clear it and take away the curse, it is very narrow. Like, it, it's leading you into the direction of how you need to clear this path to explore a little bit more every time i think it i think it goes back and forth with that because in the very intro of the game my biggest problem is the fact that they don't telegraph enough exactly what you need to do and then other times i feel like i know exactly what i have to do without having to think about it because it's it's extremely linear so i i they they in 
there hasn't been a good balance between those two so far in my my experience. It's it's either been no idea what to do or here is exactly the path you need to follow laid out in front of you. I feel like the world design is very similar to Ocarina of Time. It's like just big enough that you can kind of keep exploring. If you're paying attention, like you kind of keep getting pushed along the path, but yeah. like chances are you want to see what's off the beaten path and then it becomes just wide open enough that yeah. uh, it could be a lot. But like I I I kind of prefer the smaller in scope uh, as opposed to like open world games today where it's like huge open map, but you need a mini map at all times and you need mm-hmm. a bunch of icons. Like I like the kind of minimalist uh, thing that we get where, like you said, there are, you could see in the sky uh, where the adjacent locations are, but you don't have to kind of keep opening a map and there's not like a thousand things to do in any given area. There's maybe five or so. Um, uh- I will say I like the way that they have you interact with the map where it's not a mini map. You're following at the corner of the screen. If you need to check the map, you hit the left trigger and a map overlay comes up. You can still walk around while that map overlay is up and you can see which direction Amaterasu is heading in, how fast they're heading there. So if you do feel lost, bringing up the map and following it is a really straightforward process, but they don't just leave it there at all times. Yeah. I do like that too. We haven't talked about that at all, but just hitting that right trigger and that might map popping up is very nice. I Rather than going that. into a menu, looking at a map, then like, okay, I got to go over here. You just hit it and run. That took me like eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. There's a map here. Oh my God. Once again, uh, Ryan will help you out with his IGN guide. Yeah, I'm the only one following the IGN end guide. Our host, Tyler. Cont- <laughs> <laughs> I wrote my notes based off the IGN guide. So. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Wait, did you play the game? He, he gave I, up I, I for the first game. couple hours. I did not take notes when I played. I took my notes out. He said he closed the game after the cutscene. He didn't mention he re- never reopened it after that. <laughs> Fuck you, caught me. Here we go. That's fine. Ryan said he did his. Uh, all That's right, why I keep asking you how you guys are pronouncing the names because I've never played it. <laughs> well, not like they say it out loud. Yeah, it's like. Perfect. I know. That's what it is. All right. So we make our way up to the path to the top of this village and we meet Princess Fusei. We have to fight the demon that is possessing her. Shocker. She's possessed by a demon. Um, and this demon is very cool. It's a kite demon. Um, so you defeat the kite demon and you restore the village and it will, will allow you to use your brush again, which is very nice because not being able to use your powers that we've just unlocked is uh, frustrating. Which, uh, speaking of uh, enemies here, we haven't talked about the dumb fucking fish. I hate the fish. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, we didn't talk about when we met the pyrotechnic. <laughs> we get to meet the uh, the flying fish enemy. So this isn't the first flying enemy we meet. And like they teach us when we meet them that you just have to power slash them. They fall to the ground. And... Um, the flying fish have the coolest lore ever. So I'm well, going to re- read that a... to you right now. I hate when they jump on you in suicide. The flying me. fish called the dead them. fish. They The transformed spirit of a woman who threw herself into the sea this demonic fish can fly by flapping its fin-like wings. If you spot a fish carcass on the beach at night, it is recommended that you exercise the fin as if with a powerful slash. Mm-hmm. Doing so knocks the fish to the ground and sends them packing. <sighs> Love it. I thought 
you meant like exercise like push-ups like exercise yeah. the fin yeah like, you gotta do, fin. do some crunchies. exercise that fin that's right <laughs> but i uh, i love that it's just like oh no this is like the the form of woman who threw herself into the sea and you're fighting ugly that. ass that's woman i'll tell you that right now well, they threw herself into the sea that's what that's what you get i guess for turning into a fish uh if the fish attaches itself to you one power slash will kill them and just take right. them off but it will also blow up if you don't do that. If you don't do that, yes. That's true. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Um, so Fusei <laughs> tells you about the Canine Warriors in the Gale Shrine and how the Gale Shrine is kind of blowing this curse all over the place and um, gives you the Canine Tracker to help her find all of the lost warriors so you can go into the Gale Shrine. And then thus begins the biggest fetch quest which is ironic because you're finding dogs and you have to fetch the dogs <laughs> also that canyon tracker is bullshit because it doesn't lead you to anything literally you're like in front of the dog and then it's popping up it's like that's true um yeah. and so we're yeah. doing the biggest fetch for the good boy dog quest I, ever that canine tracker was at least vaguely helpful for me yeah it it, it, yeah, it like pointed it's, you it's in a direction. In the village. It's good in the village, but the other three even so even outside of the shit. village. Well, outside of the village, you just use your map and it'll literally tell you where you're yeah. supposed to go to. Yeah, the only one that was like maybe a little confusing is like the ha- figuring out what to do with the cutters to be able to get into that one area that uh, has the dog. So I have that written down. How long did it take you to do the fucking cutters? Not that uh, long. I, not but I was watching. I was. I was definitely I watched with the, the idea and fucking walked out. No, no, jump right on top and look in the window. Oh no! No, it's not looking. I figured that out during the day. That was the problem. I figured that out during the day, and I had to come back at night. Like, what the fuck? And I, I did these out of order, where I went and did the Kokiri dog first, and then I got the moon thing last. So there were a couple times where I made myself have to wait for nighttime to come, where if I had done them in order, I would have had the power to make it night immediately. I didn't know there was an order. I just kind of well, ran around. And I think it's... the one, the night one is, if you're doing them in order, the second one, mm-hmm. technically. Yeah, so you would have had to wait for the cutters anyway. But there I were, definitely there were... did not have the night one for the cutters. But I, I, I had figured out the roof thing of the cutters and then I dropped in. And I'm like, why can't I do anything here? And I, I a didn't realize you could bite and move someone. And B didn't realize I had to come back there at night until I consulted the walkthrough. Oh, so I, literally, I, I was my issue was I didn't know I had to right. blow up the, the top of the ceiling. Mm. So no, I kept I, dragging her. I was like, why? I'm dragging you into the moonlight. What the fuck is going on here? And then I was just like. I had to go investigate, and then I finally was like, oh, no, I can get up top of the house. Yeah, they make it pretty clear that you have to do something with the ceiling. It's just a matter of how long does it take you to leave the house and realize that there's yeah. a thing going around the house. Yep. Um, so we're going to talk about the dogs in Kusa Village first. One dog is behind a rock wall. Um, you have to feed him some meat. Uh, one has yeah. to be cut out of a tree. How I got well, it. They all there. need to be fed meat, right? Yeah, bitches. except for the very last one, which this was the first time where I started to carry more of all of those feeds on me. I like I would just I was going with Tyler's uh, experience before that and just grabbing whatever the game had given me. And they give you one meat bag in the in the. Uh, or was, I'm sorry, it was Tom. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm drunk. The uh... <laughs> this is my fifth beer, right? Uh, I don't drink that often. You guys drink every week. Uh, <laughs> every week, Tom, you have a wasted series. Uh, 
for a show. It's for a show. It's uh, for a good cause. It's for the kids. They say. It's, for, <laughs> it's for the you guys supporting kids over there. Sure, I guess we, both we have, kids. have kids. I have kids. Yes, you're one of the two. I, mean, I don't I even. Our staff supporting I'm kids. technically financially supporting kids. Yeah, <laughs> and chickens. I don't even remember my point at this point. Uh, <laughs> you, you started carrying more bag meats of meat. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like to pack meat. Uh, Yes, I had only carried what the game had given me up to this point. They give you one in the pots behind this dog, but I had to go back out to the merchant to buy some more for the other few dogs before the ones you where you have to start fighting them instead of just, you know, funny enough that you wait, the pots appear again. But if you break them, they don't have the meat in them anymore. (laughs) But they have other shit. Um, so one is in a tree. You have to cut the one out of the tree, which who knows how that dog got it. Whatever. It's a bamboo tree. Jeez. Uh, one is in a tiny bit of land that has to be rejuvenated. Uh, we haven't really talked about these kind of little sections. There are like tiny little spots throughout each area where you have to just kind of paint over them and uh, it'll rejuvenate a tiny section of the land. It's like uh, dead grass, right? Yeah. It's like a dead cow skull or something. Yeah. Um, and then the fifth one is back where you first meet Fusei and uh, you have to fight him. He wants to test your might, if you will. Yeah. Um, see if you're like strong. Like combat, and you got to break. The, uh, the I feel like it's like they want you to prove your worth for carrying the tracker. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this fight is really cool. It's not really cool that you have to redo it several times throughout this quest. Yeah, nope. it's slightly different, but barely. After we uh, uh, after we get this one, this is when I really didn't like what was happening next. Oh, I hated this fucking dog quest. Literally, I, I hated this part. So after we get the fifth one, we find out there are three more canine warriors to track down. <sighs> and it's going to take a bit, so y'all better strap in. Um, so you can do them in any order. Uh, I started with the Cutters. Uh, the Cutters house, um, they are uh, rescuing a, a bird, or they took a bird. You're, you're rescuing a bird from the Cutters that was taken from the Sasa Sanctuary and the Hot Springs, if you will. Mm-hmm. It um, sounds like uh, Chris's dog wants us to prove our worth. <laughs> it actually sounds like Sorry, what normally that. Tyler's dog sounds like when we're playing anything. <laughs> She's <laughs> asleep. Because it's late. Um, so you have to go to the Cutter's house. You have to do it at night. Possessed by demons. She's trying to kill and eat all the animals for some reason because they're they're rude and they're terrible. Um, you have to blow up the top of the house and then you drag Mrs. Cutter into the moonlight, which I thought was kind of cool because it reveals that she is a demon and her husband as well. It's a Zelda yeah. boss thing as well. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, this part's great. I mean, I, this was a section where I was like, oh, this is very cool and unique and interesting. And I, yeah, I like this stuff. Sure. Um, so you defeat them and you uh, rescue the little sparrow from the Sasa Sanctuary that had gone missing. And yeah, which the king or whatever that just goes tweet. He's, and he's like, oh, they fucking, they're pissed. He's a mob boss. Chirp. <laughs> chirp. Fucking, yeah. He says chirp, he's Tom. Pissed. Yeah, he's, he's great. Um, yeah, it spins around. So you take the sparrow back to the uh, the chirping mob boss at the Sasa Sanctuary, and um, he opens up the gates for you to go in there finally. And there is another canine warrior looking lurking within. Get to the um, hot, hot spring. That's right. Um, did you guys go up to the top and get all the uh, chests that were up there? Yeah, it's super annoying that every single one has a pop up. It took way longer than it should have yep yeah, i open things i i hate is that every time you pick up an item and has to tell you what that item is even i know like i've already gotten this why do you have to fucking tell me again it's a very skyward sword-esque thing that you <laughs> know is unnecessary 
I opened six of those chests and then talked to him and they're like, you can have all these chests. I'm like, well, good. I was taking them all anyway. <laughs> That's one of those like uh, instances where you look at the whole thing and do a power slash across all of them and yes. they all open. Uh, Tackled them individually, Tom. That I mean, you still have terrible. to see the text boxes. Yeah, you still have to see the text boxes, but you can open them all yeah. at once. That's much smarter than me because I didn't even think about doing that. I just tackled them all. Yeah, that would have been a bit faster. <laughs> Uh, Not a okay. lot because you still have to read the dumb text. But yeah, uh, where was I at? Uh, Cutter's house. Okay, um, so we go into the hot springs and we got to talk to some people about getting some water back into the hot springs. And Mr. Bamboo shows up. We talked to Mr. Bamboo later or earlier on. We kind of skipped over it, but he's like, "Hey, I can't get into the hot springs because you know they're like pissed and won't let any, anybody in here. The Sparrow Tribe is pissed at me." Um. And you talk to Mr. Bamboo and you do this weird mini game out of nowhere where you have to dig down into the ground. Yeah, that's like, really fucking strange. 2D side scroller yeah. out of nowhere. It was yeah. like a SteamWorld dig all of a sudden. I was like, did they did SteamWorld dig get their the idea for their game from this? Because this looks just <laughs> well, like and SteamWorld. I got really confused because I was leading him towards the like actual water where he would fall in and like swim. And I'm like, I thought that was it. And it's like, no, that's not it. You gotta uh... keep going all the way to the bottom. Clearly, someone didn't read the instructions for the mini game. I didn't have the IGN guide up. I'm sorry. I wasn't <laughs> looking at the IGN guide for this part, Tom. You could say whatever you want, yeah, but right, we sure. know what uh-huh, you're doing. Uh-huh, whatever. <laughs> um, okay, so then you do the mini game. Um, once you do the mini game, you unlock another constellation. You fill out the constellation and you learn a new brush technique the water sprout. Um, so then immediately after getting the water sprout, you have to use it on the big bamboo fountain. And once you use it on the fountain, which is very satisfying, I I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, you unlock the door to your left that you kind of see as you come into the hot springs area and you will go in there. Go, Go ahead. I would say that water fountain is my biggest epiphany moment in this game so far where I, that was the time when I like couldn't figure out that four leaf clover. I watched a guide for the four leaf clover thing. I'm like, Oh, of course I can dig those freaking things. I came back the next day. Like I still do not know how I need to progress through this doorway. Uh, and I just happened to walk in such a fashion that the camera shot overhead and, and I saw yeah. the big water spout and I was like, well it's weird because you have to to be positioned like in the right way because if that camera doesn't turn the way it's supposed to you can't shoot the water in it the way you're supposed to yeah uh also we skipped over there's like this cute little bird that runs the fountains that uh it's not like it I lights it's itself on fire. It's not cute. Like, he's, it is he's, dumb. He like it he's blaming himself bird. for the fountain being broken, and he's like, "I will burn myself to make amends or to please the gods or whatever." He's, he's hilarious. And it's not even that he tries to. He like lights his eyes on fire first. He's like... <laughs> yeah, and that's the first thing you do with the water spout. I think is put him out. Right. All right. Yeah, yeah water spout is just a it's just a hose, right? Like pretty much, yeah. Essentially. Yeah, but you, well, you can use the hose, and you can also cause the actual like geyser that you can jump on. Yeah, as a platform. Oh yeah, why can't you like that? Was kind of weird. Is the the geyser that is created is like the same height as the cliff that's right next to it? Why can't you just jump on that cliff? Also, why, why the, the first time do you that? use it? You jump to the top, but every time after that, you have to swim up the stream. Oh, okay. See, I never like went back up it. That makes more sense that it like raises you up the stream because she just like jumps on top. I'm like, why can't you just jump on top of the cliff? It's the same height. Yeah, you don't like every time after that you swim up the stream to the top. Okay. You don't jump directly. To that the makes top more of sense. 
Um, so once you open up the door, once you use the water spout on the big bamboo fountain, um, you go into the tunnel and there's another canine warrior. And for some reason, that canine warrior is also stuck in a tree. Um, so yeah, but that you, one like alternates, right? You got to like pick which one. You got to yeah, get I mean, it when it's white and then slash it. Still makes no fucking sense. There's just a random dog in a tree. Also, how does he move to tree from bamboo to bamboo when it's... I don't know. These are magic He's got a power dogs, orb. Yo. Yeah. yeah, We got some more fetch questing to do. So you go back once you get this one. I went straight to Agata Forest. You find a Kokiri crying. This is just the notes I wrote, so I apologize. Crying like a little bitch about his dog again. Yep. <laughs> because it got swallowed by a fish. Um, he said something about uh, spring, and you go there, and you find Kushi, who, you know, we talked about five hours ago, who makes the sake. <laughs> I fill the water bottle, man, or the water bucket. I yeah. adore this, like, her trying to leave with this 50-gallon <laughs> one. And you can't do anything either. She's just like, just struggling, sweating. It's not moving at all. She's like, I'll figure out a way to get it back to town. Like, you're not. Like, that's... <laughs> it ain't happening. And, uh, of course, Susano shows up because his drunk ass loves sas- sake. You know, like... Tyler's anything. favorite character. <laughs> no. <laughs> Considering what an outward crush he has on her too, he just leaves her hanging completely. Oh yeah, isn't the part? Isn't this the part where they like address it even more? Like, yes, his little crush on her. He's like, yeah, because like her. he's he's got like extreme quivering lip the entire time. He's like, back off, demons. Yeah, oh, uh, it's tropical. Because thunder. as as you fill up, you use the water sprout or a spout, whatever it's called, on the water bucket and fill it up, and then demons pop up, and you have to do the typical cutscene thing with Sasano and hack at the uh, imp demons that pop up within the cutscene. Yeah, basically, um, quick time event. Yeah. And this then, is um, this after- is a better quick time event though, because most quick time events are hit button, hit button. It's, it's yeah. more interesting. Yeah. Um, but, but it is essentially that's way. what but, it is. But what's weird sure. what's weird here is like you go and talk to Kokori and he's like, Oh, you need to go to this area where Kushi is at. And then you go and do that, and then it's like randomly he's back at like the spot where the abyss is, where that the whopper yeah, just, is that we had to fish for. It's the fact that we had to do that little thing with Kushi just to progress him to walk literally ten feet over and cross the pond right. made no sense. You know, I, I, I don't get it. But it's fishing again, you know. Yeah, we get to fish again. And then you get to fish some more, and fishing's great. Uh, I wish I could do it all the time. It's super fun. And, and then uh, he's a crybaby. Yeah, he's always crybaby. So you catch the Whopper, finally, who has swallowed Ume. And turns out Ume, that scoundrel, was a canine warrior all along. But he wasn't a good enough warrior because he got swallowed by the Spider Queen and a big fish. So he's not a very good warrior. Um, to be so, fair, he's used to working in a squad of eight, and now, <laughs> yeah, he must have been the lackluster one of the eight. So <laughs> he's um, like, uh, you know, um, Captain Planet. You know, he's the love guy that is absolutely useless. <laughs> How dare you insult <laughs> Captain Planet? I'm not insulting Captain Planet. I'm insulting the poor little kid that has oh, love. The poor little kid <laughs> is who helps bring Captain Planet about because without love, uh, you think Captain Planet's showing up? I don't think so, buddy. Uh, Don Cheadle will show up no matter what. No. Anyways. Uh, 
God, you got me off track again. So, <laughs> boom. So we fight. Ume. I'm so I'm. If I haven't we, said it before. I'm so happy we're all. We together. got it. Ben. We we have Ume. <laughs> And after we get Ume, we also learn a new technique. We get the crescent moon technique. And this is where the rabbit shows up with the giant mallet who is making the mochi. Mm-hmm. This is him. And he tries to hit Amaterasu with the mallet. And I love it's it. It's really right. weird, like, interaction. Because he's, like, hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. And he's like, I'm going to hit you now. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love this little rabbit. He's no, a little dick. I agree. This is one of those times where, like, those small animations that in other games might just be overlooked or not actually count for that much. But animating that little bit of extra scene really adds some personality and character to these beings that otherwise are here to give you a power and that's it yeah it's great um so once you get that uh you have to fight ume because he's a canine warrior and he wants to test your metal as well so uh you beat him up and then after you beat him you go back to uh, kamiki village to fight some other dog uh, named Hayabusa, who you met earlier on if you did the little quest with the lady to dig up all of her carrots. Um, the little kid, his puppy named Hayabusa, was right there with him. Um, and he'll give you the, his power orb. I kind of glossed over it, but these three that that you go and find throughout the, the world that are not in Kusa Village give you their power orb. Um, so you get their three power orbs once you talk to Hayabusa. Uh, and then you go back to Kusa Village and you talk to Fusei. And after a bunch of dialogue, um, she talks about, you know, the Gale Shrine. Uh, all of the power orbs kind of circle around you. And Fusei says that they have chosen you to take down the barrier guarding the Gale Shrine. And that they want you to go to the Gale Shrine and defeat Crimson Helm, who is the one overseeing the Gale Shrine, who is causing all of the curse air to flow through the area mm -hmm. so that's it that's where we left yeah. off yep and all like, like what so all of the, those three other dogs they don't come back they give you the powers because they found a greater purpose in like protecting yep. whoever they're with yep yes. uh we we did have one other question from rob we did i'm glad that you brought that up because mm -hmm. i was waiting did you break your TV yet from trying to pet Amaterasu? Okay, so uh -oh. I have a, a quick on this one. Why would you try to pet yourself? Because it's a third-person game. Yeah. I, and uh, to satisfy Rob's question, I've had to replace all three of the screens in my, my room. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Same. Um, how, much, how, how often were you guys hitting the bark button? Uh, you were just running, running around. A lot. It's a so lot. good. Thank I'm you. So glad okay. there's just a button to I'm bark. So glad. Uh, the only I one. don't think I ever touched it. Oh my god. No, a lot. Yeah. I'm it, glad. Like it brings up your stats and stuff, right. but who cares? Just bark. Oh yeah. The the percentage that uses a guide to play a video game. This guy is being a jerk. <laughs> yeah, the guy told me to push circle to bark. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it enjoy did. barking. I don't know because I didn't look at a guide. Well, it seems like we had more enjoyment out of the game, so. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Um, but yeah, that's it. That brings us to the stopping point for this episode. Um, Chris, I know that you had some trivia for us. You want to hit us with that? Do you want to do that on this one or do you want to save? Let's do it. So I do have it. a game. My game is called uh, Ami In It or Ami Not. <laughs> essentially, I'm going to give a list of uh, other video games that are not Okami or the sequel Okami Den. And I want 
you to say Ami in it if you think Amaratsu was in the game or Ami not if Amaratsu was not in that game. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So number one, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Fate of Two Worlds. Was Ami Amaratsu in it. Ami a in fighter? It. Ami in it. Ami in it, yeah. Ami in it. Was Amaratsu a trophy in Super Smash Brothers Brawl? Ami not in it. Ami not. Ami in it. Ooh, you guys are good. What was it? Tyler sucks! Was it Ami not? Ami not. Ami not. Was, it's fine. It's okay. was Amaratsu a Palico costume in Monster Hunter Generations? Ooh. Oh, I didn't play Generations. Uh, Ami, in it. Ami, Ami in it. I'm going with Chris. Ami in it. Ami in it. Damn it. <laughs> was Amaratsu. Sorry, one second. Was Amaratsu a spirit in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? Ami in it. Ami not. Ami not. Ami not. Ah, come on, Smash was Brothers, you piece Amaterasu... of shit. <laughs> was Amaterasu a playable hero in the mobile fighting game Tekken, based off of Tekken? Ami not. Ami Ami not. In it. I don't even know what that is. Ami Tekken's not. great. I love that game. It's, he's not in Ami it. Ami in it. Yes! No way. Uh, yes! They, yes! They added her later then, I guess. I only played at the beginning. Was playable? Yeah. Was yeah, it definitely wasn't a part of the first eight that were released. Though. Yeah, and and I mean that that's essentially what I got. It's <laughs> interesting. I was terrible at that. I cannot believe it. <laughs> Amaratsu being in Tepin makes me want to download that again. That game is super <laughs> fun. I love that game. I don't I've even know what that game is. Heard so. of that? <laughs> oh, it's super fun, super fun card game. Is, is it a mobile game? Yeah. yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, I don't play mobile. It's on games, PC so too. It makes but... sense. It's fun. It's really fun. You should play mm. it. All right, I'll think about it. No, you won't. I did, I'm thinking about it now. No, you're not. You're not. I have to work weekends now. I have to find something to do. Yeah, whatever. I definitely won't be bringing my Switch. All right. Um, any closing thoughts on this section before we wrap it on up? Yeah, I mean, a great time. Like I said, I think it's unfortunate that it's bookended by a slow start and a slow end, but a lot of the in-between is real good stuff. Yeah, this, uh, as someone who has not played a lot of Zelda games, this makes me want to play more Zelda games. I, I'm even, even with the slow start and, you know, a slower finish to this chunk of what we've played, I've really enjoyed all of the meat in between that sandwich and am looking forward to playing more. It's to the point where, where we ended, I was like, I just want to keep playing this game right now. <laughs> I dare you to not use a guide for the second, the next part. Fine, I won't. Tom. <laughs> if you get lost, use a guide. It's okay. No, have fun no with guides. The <laughs> um, yeah, I really like. I really enjoyed the middle chunk of this game from the fields, and I, honestly, I didn't think the dock was that bad. I used fast travel, and it was fine. I, I, I mean, if you ran all the way through all those areas again, probably very, very boring. I understand. Yeah, I also use fast travel, so I, like. It definitely felt like some backtracking, but it didn't like stand out as a terrible moment. Yeah. The most egregious part of it for me was that the, all the boss fights were almost exactly the same, except the last one with the guy digging holes was somewhat substantially different, but still had a lot of the same attacks in it as well. Uh, I mean, the last of those boss fights, the only boss yeah, fight I guess, like that we had was the spider queen. I would throw Waka in his boss fights. Uh, the last mm. two dogs both dig holes. 
Yeah. Wow. I, I don't think, think don't we ever all three of them? I thought all three of those outside ones dug the holes. I only had it happen in the last two fights. I don't I think I ever even let them attack. They just I kicked their ass immediately. Are you playing on easy mode? <laughs> no, just uh, he's got, not even playing. Coming. Remember, he's just reading the. Oh IGN yeah, guy. I forgot. No, you can use the, <laughs> no, the IGN combo. guy is really good. Power slash, and then just keep him from attacking, basically. <laughs> so. I'm um I'm surprised at how much I'm in. Like, yes, the first end is very like, uh, and then you get to the end point is, but the middle. It's good. Once I got used to the art style and my eyes weren't fucking bugging the fuck out of my head, I'm digging it. But um, I really hope they throw in all of those different art styles as you're going forward. And it's not like we talked about earlier, telegraphed as what you should be doing. Yeah, for sure. Yep. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of okami the next episode will be everything and anything up from the beginning of the game to the front of the dragon palace so if you haven't played yet you can go buy it i think it's still ten dollars on switch unless that sale ended um, but it's ten dollars on switch right now and you can play up to the dragon palace um, i'm assuming it'll be roughly 15 to 20 hours of gameplay so you have two weeks to do that and then we'll come back and talk about it again How's that sound? It sounds I'm fantastic. excited. Fantastic. Great. Anything to plug? Chris from Spelunkers. Me? That's right. Uh, you. Not me. Come on, green shirt. Well, I'm not Tell Chris from Spelunkers, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I stream <laughs> Resident Evil on our channel, twitch.tv slash Spelunkers, every single Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I am playing Resident Evil 4 right now, and it's a really good time, even though I'm not doing super hot on the second episode anyway. I had a blast watching you play that. Ryan. Uh, every Tuesday at twitch.tv slash Blunkers, I'm playing through all, well, at least one one game from every generation of Pokemon. We just started Emerald recently. The community had voted, and we chose Mudkip as our That's starter. That's right. That's right. Uh, we did. So if you think the community made a terrible decision, <laughs> make sure job, to... Great job, community. Man, we are sure. trying to get... What's his name? Trico? Trico. Trico. Yeah, uh, you don't even know its name. <laughs> There's for uh, Trico. Uh, if you think that was a terrible decision, make sure to join the community so you can vote on what starter I pick when I start Generation 4, whether I choose Piplup, Churchwig, or Chimchar. Uh, I also will be starting... Well, I tried to start this past week. It didn't go very well for me. I had technical difficulties. Uh, Memory Card Lane. Every Wednesday before Resident Evil on our Twitch channel, I want to play through games that I remember fondly, but I'm not sure why. My plan was to start Blue Dragon, but uh, emulators had other plans. Uh, and this coming Sunday, uh, let me open up the calendar so I can get you the exact date. June 27th, I will be starting Dead Space 2 on our Twitch channel. Uh, come watch he's, me freak the hell out as I fly oh, shit. <laughs> Do I got to start another Scream counter? <laughs> yes. If you have not first. seen Ryan play a horror game, you should see Ryan play it's a horror very, game. Uh, he screams a lot. I do it for the people. I do it for the people. <laughs> oh, just wait till you get towards the end, man. There is a fucked up shit. Oh, boy. When's <laughs> Visage, Ryan? Visage? I, I don't know about that one, Chris. We got to finish Dead Space 2 and 3 first. <laughs> All right, Tom. You got anything? Wasted.
Every Saturday. Well, not next Saturday because we, <laughs> we have shit to do. But we are playing It Takes Two, which we have donned It Takes Bruce, Tyler and I. And um, we're going to be starting The Ascent when that comes out. Uh, it is a super fantastic time because we get drunk and play. And also look forward to The Last Call, which we'll be starting a podcast of where we talk about a bunch of bullshit, probably. Uh, yeah. And it will probably be a lot of fun because we will be drunk. Yeah, so last call is a podcast that we're going to do. It's going to be 15 to 20 minutes after Wasted that we will put up into the Spelunkers channel, which is basically just Tom and I bullshitting, talking about whatever for 15 to 20 minutes. Um, it'll be a different category of show that we haven't had before. It could be us talking about anime, movies, music, um, whatever, life, just us having a quick drunk chit chat. And chickens people. without t-rex arms why tell right. doesn't finish skate the infinity yeah you just know, stuff like that basically it's just going to be a place for tom to just continue to talk shit because that's all he ever does so it'll be yeah. fun also hey dungeons and dragons is coming mm. right. end of july yeah i guess we should mention that uh july 24th, 24th? yes 24th we will be getting together while i dm a one-shot module for people that have never played D&D before. <laughs> That's awesome. We're going to be gonna drunk. Live, we're going to live stream the whole thing. And we'll be fucking shit up. Well, maybe. And we got designs up for t-shirts and shit. <laughs> All right. Spelunker store. Calm that we'll down make. over there, Skippy. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Hey, yeah, I do a podcast that goes goes out every other week. It's called Hello Hyrule. It's a Legend of Zelda travelogue podcast. If you like deep dives on video games, which if you're listening to this part of the three and a half hour podcast, <laughs> I would imagine you do. And if you like Legend of Zelda games, I, you know, it's we uh, go through each of the games in chronological order, like based on the timeline. So right now we're going through Skyward Sword um, and each episode we tackle one area and kind of break it down like the sights and sounds we we edit music in for each of the areas we talk about all the npcs in the areas the enemies the bugs the plants uh kind of tackle it as a location by location basis they're all one hour episodes uh we try to keep them pretty tightly edited um and we have a lot of goofs so we try to keep it super lighthearted and fun as well um, and yeah, if you're going to play the Skyward Sword Remaster that's coming out in a few weeks, I hope you'll give us a shot and uh, maybe listen along as you play. Hopefully, like it kind of brings you a little bit of additional enjoyment uh, out of that game. So as a person who doesn't play a lot of Zelda, myself and Ryan, what should we play? Um, Do you have a recommendation on which one we should so play? So I mean, Breath of the Wild is a big one for a lot of non-traditional Zelda players. Um, you could always go back to, uh, well, I, I personally love 2D Legend of Zelda, so like Link to the Past is my favorite of all time. Uh, Link Between Worlds is kind of objectively a little bit better probably than Link to the Past if you're into the 2D stuff. Is that the remaster Switch? Is that Link to the Past? What is the remaster Link to the Switch? Past is on Link to the 3DS. Past is Super Nintendo. Okay, I and think Link I've played Worlds is Link 3DS. Between Worlds is 3DS, thank you. Yeah. Is that the one with the fucking Yoshi egg? No, that's, 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 that's Awakening. Awakening. Yeah. Okay, so I have that one on Switch. Yeah, that, that's I have a not good played one it. as well. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good starting point. Right. For sure. Maybe I'll play that. Maybe I'll stream that for Time Bomb Thursdays. Very he nice. won't. 
And also, if you've never played a Legend of Zelda game, we recount all of the story stuff in our podcast. So you can just listen along if you have no interest in playing Skyward Sword and you want to hear about the story. We recount all of that. So Cool. Just a fun little tidbit. And thanks for having me on. This has been a lot of fun. Dude, thank it's, you for joining us. It's uh, I'm so happy that we're all hours. together, even though Tyler is <laughs> frustrated. Yeah, well, I've only been up since five o'clock in the morning, and I have to be up in six hours. So. <laughs> yeah, I've been up since five too, so uh, can't wait. I, I'm happy to have the crew back together. But Chris, thanks so much for joining us. I hope you don't regret it by next episode, because uh, <laughs> you got two more, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I, I've been wanting to do something with Ryan and Chris, and it's been awesome meeting you, you Tyler and Tom. Um, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. To do this as well. Um, yeah, it's usually it, this has been. Uh, it's been a while since we've all gotten together, so it's been a little bit more crazy this episode. But it's been this is uh, the hell house that we have. So thank you for joining. <laughs> Best me. episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we will see you all on the next episode, uh, which is July eighth. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter.